Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So, what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. My choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device, subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. On a Sunday night. Nice. You into a Monday morning. We actually have a real game this week, but... Uh, I, I I still I even hesitate to say real game with the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night, but hey, it gives us something to talk about, and we'll do just that tonight from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Almost picked Arnie. up the phone and called you up today. Want you to know that. Why 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 is that? I I was just missing you. It's been a long time since we talked on the phone. I think we've only talked on the phone like twice. Three times, yeah, two yeah. two three times in <laughs> six years. Uh, I was going to pick up the, well that and 
I, you saw something. I, that, and I thought maybe I saw a report that Carr got carted off the field, but was one of those fake reports, so I, ah, I said forget about yes. it. I wanted to hear your voice go, hey, how you doing, buddy? But uh, yes. it was a fake report, so I said I'll forget it then. I've fallen for about three fake reports in the last week. Uh, I saw the on one injuries. about Cooper. Yeah, that, yeah but yeah, yeah, the practice hadn't even started yet. <laughs> I think I saw one of my favorites that I didn't realize that um, – Sports Talk Barry had made up some quotes that Kawhi Leonard was a big uh, a big Donald Trump supporter, so that's why he never <laughs> wanted to play for Greg Popovich. I think that was my favorite fake thing I almost fell for. Was uh, but then I uh, saw the press conference, and I was like, listen, I don't think Kawhi Leonard has a political stance that he would ever make public. But, yeah, so I'm glad you didn't because I may have cried. I'm – okay, there's a lot of stages as fans that you go into yeah. during the preseason, right? There is – the defeatist mode, we're like, ah, we're not going to be any better. Oh, I'm, I'm the, the defeatist mode. I already just said I have no hope going into the year. I, I root for the two worst teams in the NFL, the, the Giants right. and, and the, the, the Dolphins. Didn't stop you from picking the Giants to make the playoffs, but we'll talk about that coming yeah. up a little bit later on in the show. Um, but I'm, I'm suddenly in that one trap that you fall into where it's almost hopeless optimism, where I'm sitting there thinking, I'm watching all these stupid highlights from camp. I'm right. watching NFL Network's 24-7 coverage of training camp. Oh. And I'm seeing I'm seeing darts being caught from Derek Carr. I'm watching defenders get off the line quickly. And I'm thinking, here we go. Let, let's We got this, man. Oh, you, you We're might as back, well, baby. So you I'm, might I'm as hopeless. Well, you might as well get your news from Baghdad Bob then. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on now. <laughs> if I'm falling <laughs> for it right now by watching seven-on-seven seven drills and unpadded practices and laying out, hey, I think we might be pretty good. So right now, Arnie, I'll just warn you, uh, it's, it's a very fragile state that I'm in right now. But it's hopeless optimist to where I'm just, hey, we're going to be fine. We've got this thing. We, Gruden, year two. Derek Carr with an offensive coordinator for the second straight year for only the second time in his career. Look out. So, yeah, I, I'm totally doomed right now. I'm going to end up being so depressed by week three, it's not even going to be funny. Oh, so why, I do, know, why yeah. do I set myself up for that? Why do I do it? Why am I watching practice in the middle of the afternoon? I mean, granted... The competition wasn't really all that great for our sports viewing eyes today outside of baseball because I don't think many of you are into the Tour de France uh, based on our phone calls and our tweets. I don't know how many of you cared about the uh, live coverage of the Fortnite championship that was on one of my channels. Uh, I saw a bowl. That's crazy. The kid won $3 million or something. I tell my kid to stop playing video games. Maybe I should go back and tell him to start playing more. Uh, I, I watched bowling. On Fox Sports 1. So, Arnie, to be honest with you. Earl Anthony, Dodgers, he's my favorite. Is he still alive? I don't think he's with us oh, anymore. Oh, uh, damn. But honestly, yeah. I, foot, football's king. The NFL Network's doing a, and always has done, a phenomenal job with its coverage of camps. And by God, Arnie, we, we kind of sort of actually have football. But wait, because... There is a part of this week that might be worse than the offseason. And I'll tell you, I, I think you're probably dealing with this quite a bit locally on your station yeah. in Vermont. I don't know if I can do any more talk about contracts, Arnie. I just don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do holdout talk. Uh, I, I don't know if I can do, is X player going to get a new deal? And I'll tell you what, and this isn't just to pander to our new friends and the great powerful affiliate for Fox Sports Radio in Boston, 98.5 The Sports Hub. Right. But am I, am I, okay, you deal with this more than I do. Am I crazy for thinking it's crazy 
if people are trying to plant some sort of seeds of paranoia that Tom Brady hasn't agreed to a new deal or extended his contract. No, I, I, I don't think it's about Tom Brady not agreeing to the new deal. Um, I think it's on the Patriots' behalf. I think they're stalling this thing. And I think there is something there. I would be upset about Tom Brady. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest of all time. And now for the first time in God knows how long, in over a decade, he's going to be playing for a final year of his contract. I, I don't think you're wearing any tinfoil hats. I, I think there's a problem here, man. I, I don't like the way this is coming down. And by the way, what makes Tom Brady any different than uh, Joe Namath, uh, Joe Montana, Johnny Unitas, uh, Peyton Manning, and all the other great quarterbacks who've had to go ahead and play for other teams? I mean, it happens to a lot of great ones out there. Well, Fred Favre. Uh, he, he is 42. Right, and I would say that the heir apparent, the guy that you would think that maybe they're ready to move on to, is currently getting set to start the season with the San Francisco 49ers. So maybe I'm crazy. A lot of those instances where guys moved on, I think there was a succession plan in place. Not all of them, but when Joe Montana went to Kansas City, Steve Young's time. Um, Whenever you had, and I can't even go back to the Jets back in the days, but there always seemed to be someone who was ready. Brett Favre, I mean, obviously, it it was Aaron Rodgers' time in Green Bay. So maybe, Arnie, I look at it from that perspective and think this, I don't think this is about the Patriots. I really don't not wanting to give them a new deal. And I, I could be way off base. I could be way off base. I'm not trying oh, to you act are like some sort of base, authority. Yes, go ahead, yes. He's always given them a team-friendly deal. He has never... By the way, uh, you should want them. You should want there to be a problem. You know why, don't you? Well, because he's 43 when the season no, starts this you know, year? Because let's just say it isn't a conspiracy theory that after this year, let's say it's his last year with the Patriots and he doesn't want to retire and the Patriots want to move on because Belichick wants to prove that he can win a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. There's really only two teams he can go to. You know that, don't you? What What are those two teams then? What, Dallas? Well, once the Raiders and... stink up again, he can go replace Carr up in, uh, and, you know, start in a new era in Las Vegas which would be great for the Raiders. They would love that. Or once uh, the Cowboys say we're not going to pay Dak Prescott all the money, they could bring in Tom Brady for a year or two. See, this is why we got to get past this week, because this is just ridiculous. You guys want to make that, fun why, of me why is that and black helicopters and tin hats? My gosh, Arnie, you've already got the Raiders going winless and Dak Prescott moving on and the Raiders and the Cowboys vying for Tom Brady because the Patriots are ready to move on to who? <laughs> I, I, look, look, I, I'm who? Say, wait, wait. I, I'm telling you. If, there, if there's no contract there, there's got to be a problem. It's not like they're doing it on purpose or they're saying, we want to make Tom upset, so let's hold back the contract. And Robert Kraft says he loves Tom Brady like he's his own son. I mean, Brady loves Kraft like he's his father. So what's the problem here? Why hasn't it gotten undone? I, I know they have to wait till what is it, August 7th? Is that what they can officially give it to him? But I, look, when there's smoke, there's fire. I would watch this thing. Maybe there's all to do about nothing, but I, I got a feeling there's a problem here. I would argue one one point on this. I've come to firmly believe that seeing the way that this league has been reported on this offseason, I don't necessarily believe if where there's smoke, there's fire always. I kind of think we create a narrative because it's going to get us to click and get us to listen and lose well, our minds. Would, would you have said yeah. that many years ago that Peyton Manning would have left the Colts and played for another team? Would you, would you have said that about Brett Favre ever leaving the Green Bay Packers and playing for several teams like Minnesota, the Jets, and, and stuff like that? You never would even have Imagine that, um, you know, when he was 10 years in with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, the right, same thing with this Montana isn't a situ- and Unitas. You, 
this is one area where I, I can't stand debating you. Uh, honestly, and I'm not because trying to be I, because, a jerk about because it. Because I got you on that. I got the truth on my side. That's the problem. Sh- sure, yeah, because yeah. Tom Brady's entering the 10th year of his career, and uh, there's uh, there's that guy that's not there. to. Re- I mean, Arnie, you're saying, would you have imagined Brett Favre after eight or nine? No, I wouldn't have imagined Brett Favre after eight or nine years. But as it kept going, and as Aaron Rodgers was drafted in the first round, and as things continued to progress in a direction where it looked like they were ready to move on, then, yeah, I could see it. I, I, same thing with Peyton Manning. Sure, in the early years of his career, I would sit here with my uh, probably less gray hair and less yeah. paunch gut doing a sports talk show with you in 2000 and saying, oh, there's no way the Colts will ever trade Peyton Manning. But a little neck surgery, an uncertain future, yeah, uh, being able to get the number one pick in the draft and drafting Andrew Luck, Arnie, things change. I don't know if things have changed here in New England because he's still competing at the highest level. I think he's going to get to decide when he wants to leave. I just, I don't think there's much here to this right now. Like I said, you're there. You're in the area. You cover this. I could be dead bleeping wrong in, in, in this instance. But I just – I see some of these reports, and they seem real hollow to me. Uh, I, I, I won't read all of them, but I think it was uh, the guy from NFL Network, Girardi, who says, you know, the Patriots, they want to get Tom Brady frustrated because they like angry, frustrated Tom who wants to prove yeah. you wrong that, once that again. I and find have this, ridiculous. You doubting me. Yeah, okay, that's thank crazy. You. I just wanted to make sure yeah. that you at least agreed with that. But I just – I think we reach – and we say, oh, my gosh, he's never gone into a walk year in his contract. Yeah, he's going to be 43 when the season starts. He's gone well beyond the life expectancy for quarterbacks. And as I think he brought up the last time someone talked money to him, his wife's really, really rich as well, too. So I don't know, Arnie. I'm not trying to sit here and be some sort of uh, uh, putting my hand down and saying, by God, this is ridiculous. It just seems incredibly Reachy. Right, let me let me ask you this: um, Did you believe the reports that Jimmy Garoppolo was the heir apparent that he made Tom Brady a little uneasy, and that's one of the reasons why they moved him, or no? No, no, no I don't. No, I don't think that. No. I, I, okay. I don't buy any of that. <laughs> I think that's re- how so they you just wanted Tom- to get. A, they just wanted to trade the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Then I guess is what you're telling me. If if you go back and you read people who covered it and not conspiracy theorists like myself, they lay out that he got him a good deal. He felt like that he could put him in a place where he could be successful. Tom Brady wasn't going anywhere anytime soon. Go somewhere else. They're not. I'm just. I'm here to tell you, Arnie, I'm of the firm belief they're not going to force Tom Brady's hand in one direction or the other. And who's to say that he didn't go to them and say, listen, let's let's wait. I, what Tom Brady's camp is frustrated. Uh, Tom Brady's you, camp is Tom I want Brady. You to know I mean, something. where's this coming from? I don't know if this is possible. But if Tom Brady ever left the Patriots and went to the Raiders or Cowboys, I think I would hate him a little bit more. Is that possible? Could you imagine you him, him coming out in a Cowboy uniform? I think I'd get sick in my mouth. But if you're anyone, would I want can't the believe I would hate him more than Brady. that. Jeez, and anyone would want that opportunity. I just i i hear i hear this drama being created, Arnie, and it makes me hate this week more than anything else. <laughs> I mean, my God, now now we're, we're debating about whether or not running backs should skip a year. Well, you know, Le'Veon Bell, let's, if Le'Veon Bell goes out and does go, does a great job this year, maybe running backs should just start sitting out a year. What about, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every quarterback or every sophomore in college that does well, what becomes a pro football talk article every single time? You can 
can bank on it that Florio's going to write, I wouldn't play again in college football if I was him. I'm going to be the number one pick in the draft. It's just I feel like we fall into these traps and – I, I don't know. Again, I could be losing my mind. I you don't are. See what it is wrong with deer. you? You're the football god. You love this time. I'm the one bummed out because I root for the Giants and the Dolphins. So you have a, at least a, a fraction of no. You don't even have any hope. No. What am I talking about? No, I have a fraction of hope. No, uh, just look at what Vegas that. says. No, look at what Vegas says. You put so much on Vegas. Vegas tells me I have a fraction of a hope. Um, I, j- I here. You're right. I do love this time. I love practice. I hate it that we don't get games. You know, <laughs> we get all jacked up for football. I'm like, ah, oh, bleep. We're still in this stupid conversation about when a guy's going to retire or. Contracts and uh, just just give. Have you been the preseason Lonnie. football games? Do you go to any of those? Uh, unfortunately, I can say I have. Um, and it's, I've uh, been the pre. Oh, really I used to go as a kid. The preseason football. I used to go see the Cowboys and the Rams in L.A. The L.A. Times preseason. Because back then we had six of them, so somebody had to go to yeah. the games. Well, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, Arnie, we are actually going to talk about the game on the field, and we'll begin our preview of the AFC South. Jason Martin's next with Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's really good? Creighton, you don't watch Creighton. They play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament. Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was Creighton. Is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. That like that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> and then they're never at any of those. And then those. Never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? See the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. 
Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Start a preview of the AFC South in moments. First, we're brought to you in part by Discover. Go further than ever with the Discover IT Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discover miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. It's Arnie and Plank. He's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. We're joined now to start talking about the AFC South by uh, Jason Martin. You follow him on Twitter at jmartzone. Oh, yeah. You hear him right here on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday night into a Sunday morning. And he joins us live. When probably, I don't know, when do you sleep, Jason? Do you fit in like a nap every now and then? Is that kind of how it works for you, just a couple hours here or there? I don't know what this five-letter word sleep is that yeah. you refer to at this no. point in time. It's a luxury I cannot afford, but I'm, uh, I'm too blessed to have the opportunities that I have. You guys know this, doing this for a living. We're not digging ditches for, you know, we're not digging ditches to make a paycheck. So we, we make time when we have to, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's start with the Titans because that's whom you cover quite closely there in Nashville. Uh, Tons of excitement for Derrick Henry with the way that he finished last season, but we find out he gets dinged up. How hurt is he right now? How bothersome? How concerning should that be heading into the season for the Titans? Well, I mean, it's concerning if it's a problem. I don't know how serious it is. We probably will find out more tomorrow. They'll keep it close to the vest. We've already seen training camps around the league. A.J. Green, that's a little more serious than maybe it looked when he was carted off the field at the time. we got guys dropping with PED suspensions. we got fertility drugs out here with Golden Pate. That's quite an excuse, by the way. I'm not even saying I don't believe him, but it's kind of incredible. And then right here in Nashville, Taylor LeJuan, the highest-paid left tackle in the league with the Tennessee Titans, he's going to miss the first four games that he got popped for Osterine earlier this week as well. But what you say about Derrick Henry, this team rises and falls. I know it's a quarterback's league. And this is Mariota's year to determine whether or not he's going to be the long-term answer for this franchise or if they're going to franchise tag him or if they're going to look at Mike Sando's article in The Athletic where he talked to those executives and ranked Mariota 26th in the league. Because Mm. when I look at 26th in the league, guys, I don't say franchise tag. I say, uh, here's your pink slip, go somewhere else. (laughs) Like you, You don't franchise tag and pay that kind of money to the 26th best quarterback in the league that no one is afraid of. Mariota needs Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry needs Marcus Mariota. And Marcus Mariota needs to find a way to stay healthy and prove that he can be the answer. Henry has guys, what, half a season worth of work? Before they went to London and lost to the Chargers in a very, very close game on a Sunday morning, this whole city was ready to trade him. Like, they were ready to get Derrick Henry completely out of town. And then he comes back inspired. He has a conversation with Eddie George, which, look, I probably would want to run through a brick wall as well if I had talked to 27. And then he's just a different guy, and he starts running it differently. I need to see more before I'm willing to put him in Canton, though. 
Like right now, he's at one half of a good season after kind of an inauspicious beginning to his career as a Tennessee Titan. But obviously, they've got to have him because Arthur Smith wants to run the football with him. Tell me what the fan base would say about the Titans. I mean, is it frustration? Is it, hey, 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 we started three and one. Hey, hey, we won four of our last five. Hey, hey, we beat the Cowboys and crushed the Patriots in back-to-back games last year. Uh, we're on the rise. Or, no, we should have made the playoffs. What would, what would the fan base say about this team? I think they're a little bit more positive going into this year, Arnie, after, I mean, it, it didn't work out at the end of last year. The problem is you're still asking questions about your quarterback going into his fifth year. And I have been kind of very negative, even though I like Marcus a lot. At the end of the day, if he can't stay on the field, and when he is, if he's inconsistent and he's a guy that even – I mean, he's good down the field, but I don't like him throwing the ball 7 to 12 yards, and that's where you make your bread and butter a lot of times in the NFL. But I think that there is more hope because Derrick Henry came alive that seemed to work. The defense, they patched some holes. Now they paid Kevin Byard and kept him here, and he's an outstanding football player and an outstanding part of the community. You grab Roger Saffold, who the Rams absolutely did not want to lose, but they couldn't pay everybody. Saffold is a great locker room guy, somebody that should help shore up the offensive line, which was a disaster at different times. It was, again, it was a, it's a consistency issue more than anything, and I think that's what's frustrating Titans fans is from week to week, you don't know which team is actually going to show up. Is it the one that's going to beat Tom Brady here and not just beat him but throttle him mm-hmm. here last year and beat Carson Wentz and the Eagles early in the season here in overtime where Corey Davis had the game of his life? Is it that team? Or is it the one that gets absolutely blanked by the Baltimore Ravens at home and goes to <laughs> Buffalo and loses to Josh Allen? I think that's the problem. It's maddening inconsistency. And I I think that's why you would get a bunch of differing opinions just depending upon the level of optimism or pessimism on that particular individual. Jason Martin's our guest helping us preview the AFC South. It's still kind of fascinating. You go back three or four years and people would laugh about the AFC South. Oh my gosh, I got to watch the Titans and Jaguars on Thursday night football. Yeah. And they were the only, they were the only division, Jason, with three teams that had a winning record. Uh, and I don't think the Jaguars are going to be a five-win team again. I mean, you could you could probably start one heck of a debate that this is maybe the best division in football heading into 2019. Yeah, I think that there is something to that, Chris. Uh, I continue to say, I've said it on my program many times, that I feel like Nick Foles is better than Blake Bortles, but Nick Foles also has the greatest Halloween costume in America because he has disguised himself. He has an awesome costume as a starting quarterback, but he's still a backup. (laughs) And you paid him a ton of money. And I think, how many games is he going to be worth? and how much jawing is going to be done, and how much discontent is there between Tom Coughlin and guys like Jalen Ramsey and Leonard Fournette, who are doing Instagram videos talking about the ungodly money that Jalen Ramsey is going to command and how he's not going to take a hometown discount. There are still some problems down there. I do think that you're right. I think that they're better, and I think that that's the whole point of this division is Tennessee fans that think that they can win 10 games, they can win 11 games, The problem is, if everybody in the division gets better, then you have to get demonstrably better, or you're just walking up the same staircase. You've just all stepped up one level. But you're still going to still be third in the division like you were last year. They've never beaten Andrew Luck. The Tennessee Titans have never once, in Andrew Luck's career, beaten him. 
That's something that has to change. Indianapolis, to me, is the class of the division, guys. I think Chris Ballard might be the best drafting GM in the league. Uh, they didn't even use all the ridiculous cap space that they had, all the money that they had to spend. They just made a couple of good moves. I think they are a real borderline Super Bowlish kind of pick this year. Houston's structure is the problem. I like who they've got, even though J.J. Watt and Jadevian Clowney have dealt with injuries at different times during their career. I'm a huge Deshaun Watson fan, but I saw that guy just get beat around last year, and I don't know that they helped the offensive line enough based on what I saw in the offseason. So I think the Colts are the class of the division. Two, three, and four, I think it's a crapshoot. I don't think that it's easy. I guess I would probably give it to Houston, but, I I mean, I think we're just going to have to watch it play out. I think the Colts are the best team in the division by a fairly substantial margin. And then outside of that, I think there's shakiness, and then there's inconsistency with those three teams to where we're not going to know until – prime stretch of the season as to who else might come out with a wild card. Uh, real quick, Jason, before we wrap, so Titans better than 9-7 and seven this year or right around that area if we're talking about this division? I'd say 8-8, eight 9-7 and, eight, and seven is about right, especially with Taylor Lewan, the left, the left tackle that protects Mariota's blind side being out for the first four games, three of which are on the road. They go to Cleveland. I think with Lawan, maybe you get that game because they're still trying to figure it out. I think without him, you don't get that game. Then you get Indianapolis at home. I still don't think this team is ready to beat Andrew Luck. They go to Jacksonville, so they get two division games in their first three. That game in Jacksonville, I think they will win. I think they are better and more cohesive as a unit than the Jaguars are. And then they go to Atlanta Mm. to play against the Falcons. That is not an easy stretch. They've also got to deal with Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes out of the division this year as well. So I think if they finish 9-7, and seven, I think that that's going to be a good season, especially if they're going to be missing their left tackle for the first month of the year. Now, wait a minute. I just want to say something. I want to congratulate Jason Martin for getting engaged. And, Plank, you may not know this, but I think I had a small hand on him getting engaged. I sent him a text about a month ago um, because I wanted me and my wife wanted to set him up with this girl we knew. And he's like, oh, I met this great girl, and, and I appreciate it. And I think we kind of gave him the push to get married. So, you know, I, I, I feel like I have a small hand in that one, Jason. Yeah, you know, Arnie, I got that <laughs> message, and it, it, it meant a lot. It's just amazing that I'm sitting here talking to you. I used to listen to you when you were on 680 The Fan down in Atlanta a long, long time ago when I was living down in Kennesaw for a few years. We've all come a long way. I was nowhere near media at that point in time. But, yeah, you're right, and thank you for the the congratulations I have met. I've met the one that I was supposed to meet. I've met the one that, that I think Christ put me on the earth to love. And so I'm extremely excited to marry her two months from today, wow, as a matter of nice. fact, on the 22nd nice. of September. Nice. Congratulations. Good Thank stuff, you. Jason. Yeah, Great yeah. stuff. Congrats. And we'll uh, listen to you probably on Clay show. And then, of course, yeah. next uh, Saturday night. Have a good week, bud. Appreciate it. You guys, too. Have a good one. Thank you. At Jim Zone on Twitter. You trying to take credit for setting him up with yeah, his Yeah, is that bad? Am too? I bad for doing that? Yeah, yeah. I figure I gave him the push. He said, geez, oh Arnie gosh. tried to set me up. I might as well just get married now. <laughs> All right. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we'll pause a bit on the AFC South. We'll go all in coming up in about uh, an hour and a half from now, but we'll kind of parse through what we learned there. But right now, Steve DeSager for the second time tonight, getting us caught up on everything going on in the world of sports. And it's all a final, right, Steve? You betcha. Hey. And I would have thought to better of Arnie at the end of that segment if he just said, as a bit of advice, don't go on the newlywed game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
for those uh, who didn't hear the clip. I still wait for clips. my rice yeah. and my turtle wax. I never got that. Damn. Uh, wow. Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green tore ligaments in his ankle in practice yesterday. That will likely uh, sideline uh, uh. him for the next six to eight weeks. NFL Network said maybe seven to eight. So I think we can safely say his... Status for opening day is in doubt. He was my Cincinnati. fantasy football number one pick. We well, there you go. The kiss that. of no, death from one Arnie Spanier again. It. See, you <laughs> say that and we all believe you because of your track history. Raiders wide receiver Antonio Brown was cleared to practice after an apparent foot injury. Titans running back Derrick Henry is still out with a lower leg injury with no timetable for his return, but the team's reportedly not worried. Brooks Kepka won the St. Jude Invitational by three strokes. Denny Hamlin took the NASCAR race at Pocono. Online car shopping can be confusing not anymore with true price from true car now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car so visit true car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience the major league baseball trade deadline is wednesday the mets tonight acquired all-star pitcher marcus stroman from the blue jays he's a native of long island yes. new york the yankees and they didn't give up uh, Syndergaard yet either the yankees won at boston tonight nine to six and they actually got a good start from a pitcher domingo Herman is 13 and two after winning tonight's game for the Yankees. Nine strikeouts in five and a third innings. The loss to Chris Sale, who is <laughs> five and ten this year. That's a good contract. Wow. Uh, you know, he can still strike out plenty, but yeah. I don't know what's going on this season. Tampa Bay, a 10-9 comeback winner at Toronto. The Rays trailed 9-4 in the seventh inning. Philadelphia beat Atlanta 9-4. JT Real Muto with a grand slam. Washington and Steven Strasburg down the Dodgers 11-4. Strasburg is 14-4 this season. He went Went seven innings, just one run allowed, nine strikeouts. Minnesota won while Cleveland lost, so the first-place Twins are two games up again over the Indians in the AL Central. Cubs won while St. Louis lost at home, so the Cubs and Cardinals are tied for first in the NL Central. The guys are back in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And congratulations to veteran golfer Bernard Longer in the rain in England. He won the Senior British Open, extends his record with 11 senior majors in his career. And farewell to Tom Watson, who's nearly 70 years old. He shot 73 overseas today. He had said this wow. weekend he's no longer playing that tournament. 18 appearances, never missed the cut. There's no a grandpa tournament there's nothing like that something beyond the champions Grandpa tour t- tour or something like, that like one. what 80 and over yeah exactly instead of 50 and over hey we have the senior games here in vermont where we play three on three basketball there's 80 and over 85 and over and like 90 and above did you hear that chris he said where we play three on three <laughs> right yeah we <laughs> Good stuff to Sager. We come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. All you have to do is go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Did I get trolled or was that a true story today that A.J. Green's injury happened on a field that wasn't necessarily considered to be up to par? Yeah, no, no that's, uh, that's a true story, okay. yeah. It was uh, they were practicing at the Cincinnati Bengals. More on this story with AJ Green apparently out about six to eight weeks. They were practicing on University of Dayton's Welcome Stadium as part of the 100th anniversary celebration. Field conditions were considered subpar, which kind of brought more scrutiny. But apparently, 
The Bengals had cleared the field, Arnie. They were like, oh, yeah, it's good. It's good for use in the end. Uh, they did a site survey and were convinced that it was good to go. So, I mean, that's just – you can't even get mad at the field because you cleared it. You know, oh, yeah, we, we can practice here. It's all good. And your best player goes down for six to eight weeks? Oh, my God. hope he has a good attorney on speed dial. You think that he'd have an issue there with the field? Uh, going I don't think so, yeah. Didn't Reggie Bush sue for something like that and won his lawsuit? I don't know. I, yeah, I, no, I think like he I did. said, yeah. these are these are stories that I hate talking about. I'm counting down till the end of the show tonight so that we'll actually have a game to talk about. Well, next I got week. good attorneys. They'll love to take this case. Trust me on that. <laughs> I got By the way, good ones. One thing that was interesting that Jason Martin brought up when we talked to the host of uh, the Jason Martin Show here on Fox Sports Radio. We have a lot of guys, it seems, and I, again, we do this every year. Oh, this is a prove-it year for X player. Oh, Y player's got to go out and have a big year or his career is over. I don't know why, Arnie, but I feel like at the quarterback position, that seems to be just about every single team uh, right now that doesn't have an established starter. You, you look at, and even teams that have had guys for the last couple of years, I mean, Mariota, and Jameis Winston were the one and two draft picks, what, five years ago. They're both in a prove-it year with their team right now. Mariota in, in Na- Nashville with the Titans and Winston with Tampa Bay. Uh, how about a first-round draft pick from last year? Josh Rosen. I mean, hell, the big story this week and he might was not that he wasn't, wasn't taking first-team reps yeah. with Blew My Mind. Uh, how about Jack Prescott and he's second in wins over the last two, year, two years in the end, or three years in the NFL, I believe. You're right. Dak Prescott is a great example of this, Arnie. Derek Carr in Oakland. I mean, prove it. Got to prove Kirk Cousins is in the second year of one of the more lucrative contracts that you've seen for an NFL quarterback, heck, an NFL player. And Arnie, what are they what's saying? Carr's, well, what's Carr's contract with the Raiders? Uh, it was the highest paid before everyone renegotiated their contract. No, I'm just saying, how many more years does he have left? Do you know? Well, he has four more years left on the deal. Or excuse me, three more years left on the deal. Right. But they so have an out after this two. season. Yeah, because yeah. I, 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 I can't see him too long for the Raiders. I don't know how they're going to get out of the contract, but I can't see him too long. Well, yeah, I know you're saying this because I like Derek Carr. So yeah. go well, ahead. I'm and sorry hate. to bust, burst your bubble. Don't don't blame and, the messenger. No, and then whenever he has a uh, MVP-worthy season, you'll say, you can't hold my words that I said against me, so that's fine. I, well, I've come to You've already clinched last place in that division. Um, great, because the season hasn't started yet, and your yeah. picks are awful, so pick him wow. up. Wow! His contract is through 2022, but there was an out after this past season. Oh, this is uh, last they year can, then, yeah. They can cut him uh, and would only cost him like five or six oh, or he's seven gone. million dollars. He's gone. This yeah, is it. and, yeah. and uh, the Giants are going to go from worse to first. Oh, Come no, on, wait, wait. Other you, I'll, put, I'll put a little money on that if you want. You know the Raiders yes, love yes, to get... Yes, yes, yes. I will put money on you that the Giants will not go from worse to first. Well, I'll Let's put go. money on that. This is Carr's last year with the Raiders. How about that? I'll, I'll take that bet, too. I'll don't, take that in a heartbeat with you. I want to take away your kid's college fund. Uh, Arnie, Porsche is having to panhandle because of how many times you've given up his college fund from here on out. But listen, it's all I hear about prove-it years, getting full circle back to what we're talking about before you started trolling me. I mean, think about Dallas. Think about it. You brought it up with Dak Prescott. They're in a decision with, I thought Jonas Knox brought up a great point earlier. It's almost as if they don't know what to do. They're sitting around and you've got... Uh, Zeke, who's not reporting and wants his deal reworked. You got Amari Cooper, who is is eligible for a new contract, and you've got to pay Dak. I mean, my goodness, Arnie, this quote unquote three headed monster 
they might have to pick and choose which one they invest in right now. Oh, they're going to have to pick and choose. And I think the one they'll pick is Dak. I, if I was running the Cowboys, see, it's tough because Jerry Jones is getting up there in years. I used to live in Dallas. I know what's going on there. And, man, he's dying for that, for that uh, Super Bowl. So I think what he's going to have to do is either pay up or just trade Ezekiel Elliott, get what you can, and move on from that. I don't think you can trade your quarterback. I think you got to keep Dak. Um, though I hate to pay him all that type of money, you got to pay somebody. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, baseball gives us a reason to have a little conversation about hot-headed pitchers, and we'll do it next here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't supposed to be my my dad. Darnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, I got your tweets coming up to kick off next hour at Plank Show. It's Stinking Genius One. S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius in the number one. And did I hear it correctly last night, Arnie? Yeah. You're actually taking a show off next weekend? But you'll be back for our show, right? One of my buddies locally here getting married. Nice. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and go to the wedding Saturday night, taking a day off, first day off in like six years. uh, It's the first time I can ever remember since you started working at Fox Sports Radio, you not working a show. I don't think you've missed a show. I think it's like at the Vermont Country Club or something like that. So. Oh, look yeah, at very you, fancy. Mr. Fancy. Yeah, very fancy pants there. Yeah. Do you even have a coat and tie to wear? I'll buy one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get one this week. Show, no, I have something. I'll pick something up. Yeah, I'll figure something out. So, obviously, I'm infatuated with football. I'm part of that society that watches practice, over-analyzes everything that they see, gets mad that colleges don't have open practices, and then gets mad at myself for watching practice all day. I'm a hot mess, y'all. But Trevor Bauer gave us a reason to talk a little baseball today. As I could see you, if you were a pitcher, Arnie, doing something like that. I could totally see you after maybe giving up a couple of runs, turning around and launching the ball over the center field wall in anger like uh, like Bauer did today. If Uh, I could reach the wall, for for (laughs) sure, yeah. Here's something that cracks me up, and maybe... I love this. Oh, he would never survive in New York. And I know every New York tough guy. Bro, there's Twitter now. Have, have you checked people's mentions after they do something poorly? I ain't afraid of what some dope's going to say about me on the radio. I'm worried about dude threatening my life because I ruined his two-team parlay if I'm Trevor Bauer. I mean, get out of here with that. But I will say yeah. uh, I, I loved how immediately apologetic he was to, to Terry Francona. Well, Francona's like, what the blank is wrong with yeah, you doing yeah. something? like that. He's an old school red arse, and he was not going to have any of that, but uh, uh, no, let me tell you something. When I, when, I was a, when I was a kid, uh, I remember doing one, and that's not that bad of a thing, but right. uh, I had moved from New York uh, to Los Angeles, and I was playing in like a, a flag football league, and we were crushing some team by like 40 points, so the clock was running, whether you know, it was incomplete or not, or change of possession, just kept running, and they had not, they'd gone forward and fourth down, didn't pick it up, and there was like a minute left, clock's running, we had just gotten the ball, and I'm trying to call timeout. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, I'm trying to call timeout so we could get more plays in. And and the coach looks at me like, are you blank and stupid? And he's like, get out of here, and took me out of the game. Never forgot it. E- even to this day, I remember me trying to call timeout, trying to rub it in. I know it's hard to believe I would try to do something like that, isn't it? That's kind of crazy. Yeah, how dare you try yeah. to rub it in a little bit. But, okay, <laughs> I, I have three things on this real quick that I just yeah. want your take on. I understand we're in a very sensitive time in Major League Baseball as far as balls and bats getting launched into the stand. But I saw a few people that were angry that, oh my gosh, in this sensitive time, with something like that, how dare he carelessly throw the ball over the field. I don't think people can sit in center field in Kansas City. I think he pretty much, he didn't look, so maybe I'm trying to defend him when he shouldn't, but Arnie, of all the things we can get mad at Trevor Bauer for, I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time he played at KC, and I'm pretty sure he knew he wasn't throwing it where fans were. Is that 
me fairly defending him, or does if he deserve some criticism Nobody got for that? hurt and nobody was there, don't make a big thing okay. about it. It was a little frustration. Uh, we've seen athletes do that all the time. Number two, does that outburst then? If you're a general manager, say, well, your Mets are now stockpiling pitching for some reason. Does it uh, scare away the likes of the Dodgers or the Yankees or the, I don't know, maybe if the Red Sox are looking for pitching, whomever? Would that give you cause for pause on going after someone like Bauer? No, I, actually, I think he was just frustrated because I think if you look yes. back at the inning, it was a bunch of like um, dinks and dunks of the ball and error here and um it just kind of fell apart. I think that was the frustration. I don't think that would stop me from picking him up, though. Okay. And then thirdly, and maybe most importantly, does that still go down as one of the favorite interactions between manager and player? Just from the start of it, okay? You, when you're watching the video, the first thing that happens is he gets the ball back and you see his first baseman walking over and he sees him turn and the first baseman flinches, right? The center fielder has his back to him almost as if he knows what's going to happen. <laughs> Bauer, it doesn't even really look like he gives it that much of an effort, but it's got a lot of frustration behind it, Arnie, and he launches it over the center field wall, almost immediately realizing, oh no, I've bleeped up. Out comes uh, finishing his walk, Terry Francona, who drops the, what the F was that? And, And what does Bauer do? Puts his hand on him and immediately starts apologizing. Could you imagine if he would have gotten oh. hurt throwing the ball over the fence? Oh, my the gosh. Oh. oh, my gosh. What a story that would have been. Oh. But without a doubt, one of the more wild scenes in baseball today, I don't think much more has to come of it. I'm no, sure Frank no, Kona, he handles most things internally. But at the very least, Arnie, it was one hell of an entertaining moment from baseball today, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, otherwise we wouldn't have been talking about him at all, even if he blew a save. It would just have gone unnoticed. But the fact that he took the ball up, threw it over the fence, now we got to talk about it and, you know, see what a, I wonder if any of our listeners have done anything like <laughs> that stupid or, you know, when they were younger playing high school ball or something. So do you uh, attribute you calling timeout to try to run up the game right on that same category of the frustration that Trevor Bauer felt? No, no, but that's about the most I've done. That's about as bad I've been. I haven't been. I'm usually not that bad. Hey, uh, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, your tweets. But we just wanted to say, everyone in Gilroy, California right now, you are in our thoughts or prayers after the tragedy tonight, the Gilroy Garlic Festival. We've been monitoring this, but uh, we're thinking of you, we're praying for you, and hope that this uh, situation uh, isn't as tragic as it seems right now. It's Fox Sports Radio. Hour two. uh, Arnie promises that he will not be taking his microphone and throwing it over the, what would be the equivalent of the center field wall? in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All you have to do, Arnie, is visit geico.com for a free rate quote. You have like a window that you can turn around and throw the microphone yeah, out. Yeah, you can just bounce it off the wall or something like that. That was a great meltdown, though. We've, you, oh. know, you don't have too many meltdowns, but that, that, was a, that was an epic one. That was a good one to see. Any more what we... Kids don't understand good meltdowns these days, no, man. No. All they all they hear is is Allen Iverson's practice, and they see someone throw a dumb tweet out there. It's like, oh, there's tweet through it. There's a meltdown. No, they they didn't get to see Tommy Lasorda, f bomb reporters, or oh, that Al was McCray. great. What do you think oh. of Kingman's performance? Is that oh the, yeah, oh, that was great. <laughs> uh, we needed something. Like, By the we way, needed Roberta, something Roberta like Texan, she's ripping you. Oh, I'm sorry, I have not. Uh, I have not looked at the tweets. She says, so Stick far of this Genius, evening. you guys are nuts. 
it's okay to toss a ball because no one got hurt? Like, it's okay to pass a school bus with red lights flashing because you didn't want to uh, mow down a few kids. <laughs> wow. Man, Roberto, wow. you took that from zero to 100 pretty yeah, quick. It, I mean, isn't one against the law and the other one's not? I'm just. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I, I speed probably quite a bit, and I probably shouldn't do that. So maybe y'all uh, I'll check that. But whew, wow, you uh. You really took that to an area that I was not expecting, Roberta, to wow. go from someone throwing the ball over the center field wall in an area where fans don't sit. They, they, I don't know. Our buddy Rob's up in Kansas City. He might be able to help me out. I don't think anyone's ever sat in center field inside Kauffman Stadium. I don't think that's ever been an area where there's seating. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe if you're going to compare it to trying to mow down kids in a school zone, then, yeah, I'm probably very much in the wrong. But, uh, <laughs> oof, that's that was like a couple weeks ago. I had I, We were laying out guys missing camp and how it's not that big of a deal to me. And I had someone call, like, not a big deal. What if a soldier decided just not to show up and go fight for our country? I'm like, whoa, hold on here. Whoa, if, you start compa- if you start comparing everything to real-life stuff, everything in sports to real-life stuff, stuff like that then you're never you're always going to be angry yeah. and mad because this is uh this is our little escape if you will from life and the realities of it speaking of that yeah. eddie hit us up on twitter and said arnie you're taking a day off on the weekend is the world about to end i'm actually excited about it man i haven't had like a friday saturday in a, in a long long time we've We've bounced from Sundays to I've done Sundays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember the last time I've had a Saturday off, so this is going to be exciting. I'm, I'm pumped for it. I, uh, I finished my night after your show was off the air, which is a rarity, Arnie. So I was, uh, I was living the rock star lifestyle last night. I, I would have called in, but that probably wouldn't have gone so well. Uh, here's Mike. He goes, if it's true... That you're previewing the AFC South. Can you please pick the Titans to go 0-16 so that psychotic fan Sean, I think he's talking about you, Shady Sean, uh, can send you angry, hate-filled tweets before he cries himself to sleep. Wow. All right here. All right here. Listener on listener crime. Let's go. No, I don't think they're going to be that bad, do you? 0-16? No. No. Uh, the, you know, um, I, I still think I'm going to have the Titans in third place. I, I'm not sure they're better than the Colts or the Texans, but we'll break that down when we do the South. But I, I think they're a third-place team this year. Oh, this is a good question, too. Uh, Ralph, who, I mean, literally, I, I turned into Arnie here. This one just hit, and I'm going to read it. So with Arnie on vacation next weekend, are you doing next week's show solo or with a co-host? If the latter, who will co-host with you? Well, I'm very happy to say Arnie will be co-hosting with me because he's yeah. only missing his Saturday night show. Yeah, missing not missing show. Sunday, just Saturday, yeah. This is his favorite show. He's not going to miss his favorite show. I of mean, course not. Yes. I mean, how could I do that? <laughs> oh, now, of course, oh. Torres is going to hear that. They'll say something about that. By the way, I guess Torres is on the show tonight because uh, D-Man Michael, who uh, has absolutely no desire to give me any respect at all, writes, it's the first time since I started listening that I'm in Torres' corner 110%. <laughs> Aaron's making some damn good points tonight, Michael, uh, is all I can say. Uh, there is no conspiracy theory on. No helicopters, no black-suited guys. We're just sitting here trying to fill the void until the NFL season starts regarding Tom Brady's contract. No, um, you know, you know. Okay, let's just say it's not a big thing, and he's going to sign a new contract. It's still, um, you know, kind of weird that it's the first time he's gone into a year 
uh, with one year left on the contract. He's never had to really deal with that before. It's not a good look. What we'll say whatever happens, but it's still not a good look. Um, I, and again, I'm just I'm, I don't know how it's not a good look. I mean, he's always given team friendly deals, right? He's that, which turning is why you think you have this done. Yeah, I just I I don't know when you say it's not a good look. I think it's more interest. I think it's obviously conversation worthy. I just think we're blowing it out of proportion. Arnie, you're being a radio guy and blowing this out of proportion. No, uh, I'm not blowing nothing out of proportion. He's going to stay with the Patriots. Nothing. Just it's just not a good look. I wouldn't have done that to Tom. Uh, Dub writes, didn't we say when there's smoke, there's fire about the Patriots last year and nothing came of it? Dub and Laramie, you need to listen to this show more often in yeah. the early weeks of the season because I think Arnie and I are going on our, what, fifth NFL season together? Maybe our sixth. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure in about week three uh, every year the, the Patriots are done. So uh, welcome. Welcome to the program. But this is just kind of a consistent thing that consistently happens consistently. A couple of years uh, ago, I said I would watch everybody's card in Vermont if the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Did you do that in Los Angeles with the Lakers yeah. and they won the title and, and too? the Lakers won and the Patriots won. I had to do it twice. Uh, Eddie writes, I want to see Brady finally retire because there's nothing better than watching a grown man cry in the retirement press conference. Holy, what is? why did the tweets get so dark all of a sudden tonight? I got, uh, who was it that was yelling at me about mowing down kids in a school zone, Roberta, Roberta. And, and now Eddie's wanting to see grown men cry whenever they're doing their press conferences? Easy, <laughs> easy. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then Jeremy points out what I did. Guys, Favre had regressed. Manning was seriously injured. That's why you saw teams move on. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with Arnie's point. I mean, there was a time in the conversations about Brett Favre and Joe Namath and Joe Montana where you would sit there and go, they're never going to play for another team, but then age. And I I don't know how you feel about it, Arnie, but I feel in 2019, outside of a Tom Brady, I think you look, maybe a Von Miller might end up falling into this category, maybe a Russell Wilson I don't know. Uh, Aaron Rodgers definitely does. But I really feel like we punt on guys a lot quicker than we ever have before. You know, you get drafted, especially if you're a first-rounder, you got about a year to prove your worth oh. or at least to show some flash. And if you don't, you're out the door. It's not what you've on. done for me. It's what you've done for me lately. That's the kind of league it is right now. No longer holding a clipboard on the side and get your butt out there and you got two years to start showing me, you know? That's one of my all-time favorite takes now. Well, you know what? They can... They can sign so-and-so, and he can learn for a season under uh, yeah, this right. veteran. I'm thinking to myself, no, that's not how it works anymore. Patrick Mahomes is – it's worked out in, incredibly well for Kansas City. But that is so different than what any team has been able to accomplish. You know, the Steve McNair, he sat for, what, two or three years. So did Aaron Rodgers. These situations – we, they just don't happen anymore. It's so rare whenever you have that time. And then uh, can I get one more quick one yeah, here yeah. before we move on? Uh, a little Chewy writes, we are in need of NFL talk, but can we add some college as well? I crave college football and the NFL. Oh, absolutely. The problem is we haven't started college camps yet. You know, teams haven't reported. And, in fact, they start reporting this week. You know, this year we have a zero week in college football. So we actually – uh, what are we three weeks away from games from the start of the college football season? Oh, get season? out of here! Well, Arizona's part Arizona's of it. Already. Hawaii. <laughs> yes. So I mean, you I want to go to that game. Why not? I'd go ahead. I wish. D- d- just do it. Just go and say I'm out here reporting. Write all of it off, and you're in good shape. But it's yeah. We'll get to college football talk. The problem is twofold. Number one, haven't really reported for camp yet, and then number two, Arnie. And I know NFL is like this a lot. 
I don't know if there's many teams that are, or excuse me, many coaches who are more paranoid about their practices than college coaches. Back in the day, practices would be open. Students could go out. Reporters could go out. But my goodness, man, there are there are zero practices that are open. So you're not going to get the kind of information flowing out of the college camps like you do uh, in the world of, of the NFL right now. Are you feeling better or worse about that August 24th showdown in Honolulu against the Hawaii uh, Warriors? It's our year this year. By the way, it does feel like we're off to a slow start talking college football. We're usually, um, you know, we're, we're just you know, getting going and, and we're, we're dipping our toes into that. We've been, we've been a little slow with the college football talk, so... Um, we need to pick that up. I know you're no, a I don't, college I don't, football guy. I don't disagree with you uh, by any stretch of the imagination. And I could sit here, and in fact, I try. I fight that battle every single Sunday night for the last six months since the end of the college football season. Man, if I bring up college football, is Arnie going to ruin it by just talking about Arizona the whole time? I mean, is that the trap? <laughs> is that what I'm going to fall into? But no. And well, in people all up here in the Northeast, they don't care about college football for the most part, unless they're like Notre Dame fans. And I think, too, I I think a lot about our West Coast fans during our time slot, especially with what you really got right now. I mean, USC is in just a land of confusion with the way things are going, though I love their offensive coordinator hire, and I think that there's a chance that Graham Harrell could end up being the next big deal in the coaching ranks, and I think USC can be better than people think. But, Arnie, where are we right now in college football when one of the big conversations is that we might be starting games at 9 a.m. Pacific time for kickoffs? I mean... Listen, do you think that we're in a lull still with NFL talking points? Holy smokes! We're in a lull right now with college football well, talking points. I, I do actually agree with that, though. I think that college football has a problem with attendance. I don't think people like yes. to tailgate anymore. People don't like to have a, 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 a 10-hour, 12-hour football experience. You know, they want to watch the other games. You know, people have it too good at, at home with their TV and their setup. Uh, the traffic is just horrendous. Um, you know, I, I think uh, the days of the, the tailgating is pretty much over. It's harder and harder to do that e- each year. So I, I, I think college football's got a problem right now. I would disagree a bazillion percent on tailgating, Arnie. I need to take you to an SEC game. I need to take you to an Oklahoma game. I need to take you to an Oklahoma State game. I think tailgating. I lived in Atlanta. Uh, what, what year? I mean, we're talking about now. The eighteen hundreds. My bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're talking about Arnie. The show is tonight, not yes. when you lived in Atlanta in yes. 1972. Okay, but <laughs> I, I, I don't. But I don't disagree with you on attendance, and it's one of the great battles right now. So that's why you hear things being done like, well, maybe a 9 a.m. kick. But again, that's not about attendance. That's about TV, right? And for you and I, we hear a 9 a.m. kick on the West Coast. It. I, I live in the Central Time Zone. So it doesn't affect me. Arnie, if you got the Arizona Wildcats kicking off whenever the, the day starts at high noon for you, it doesn't affect you at all. But what, what does that say about, oh, I don't know, are we really truly caring about the players? <laughs> are we really taking their safety into account? Uh, is it something that would help with attendance? No, not by any stretch of the imagination. I, and if there's going to be the team that they may kick off that, it's going to be Arizona because I believe that their clocks – um, don't move, so it's actually would be a 10 a.m. start, so they wouldn't have to do the full 9 a.m. start because they're uh, an hour ahead of the well, of, uh, Pacific Coast time. 
And, and again, for those that aren't familiar, Fox this year is trying to own the noon Eastern time slot. That's everything behind, you know, Brady Quinn is on the pregame show with uh, Coach Meyer and Reggie Bush, and they're putting a lot into owning yeah. what would typically be when you would watch Boston and Wake Forest play. Let's take you live to Indiana and Illinois. You know, now <laughs> they're going to put their biggest games there. But the problem for Fox is that they have uh, Big Ten, Big 12, and the Pac-12, and a majority of those games are in Pacific time, which just doesn't work for New Eastern. Arnie, I want to go a little bit more in depth on this when we come back. Plus, we've got a few stories from the NFL today, including the first time that Tyree Kill has spoken since being basically uh, welcomed back to the Kansas City Chiefs. But first, go further than ever with the Discover IT Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. Discovered miles, limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com. Slash travel. Oh, yeah, we're sliding in some college football next on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith. And we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> 
Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my dance, bro. <laughs> Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at Plank Show. Arnie's at Stinking Genius One. But, of course, everybody, everybody should be following us at Fox Sports Radio. Uh, we're going to preview the AFC South to kick off the final hour. Kind of started down that road with Jason yep. Martin back in hour one. If you missed it, please go subscribe to the Fox Sports Weekend podcast. You can find it at foxsportsradio.com. Uh, this is pretty funny. From Richard, who saved us a lot of conversation in this segment, Arnie. He tweets us and says, Alabama and Clemson will play for the national championship for the fifth straight year in a row. End of college football talk. No need for any more. Well, there you go on that. Everybody is saying that. I've heard other people say that. Jason McIntyre said that also. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Do I have to be literal plank here and correct him? Now, they haven't always played in the title game. It just seems like they play every right. single year because uh, actually Alabama beat Georgia two years ago, but outside of that three, the last four years has been Alabama and Clemson. And oh, by the way, I got two numbers for you before we get off college football. Oh, you boy. do realize, you do realize in the matchup between Alabama and Clemson, the number one ranked team heading in the four team playoff has never won the title. When Clemson won it, they were second. Georgia won it in 18. They were the fourth seed. Clemson was the two, and Bama was the two when they won it. The number one seeded team heading into the playoffs has never won the four-team playoff. Wow. And, Arnie, you want another fun stat for you? Sure, Ohio State, on a roll. Ohio State in 2015, the championship to decide the 2014 season. I know it gets a little confusing. Beat Oregon 42-20 to in, in the uh, AT&T Stadium. 42-20, to Arnie. 2015. That was the last time a Big Ten team scored a point in a playoff game. So, Jeez. good luck to being better there this year. Do and you how, think and how, how could we possibly expect Alabama um, to get off to a strong start when they have that powerhouse Duke in what New Mexico State? Congratulations on getting them on the schedule. I don't know how they pulled that off. That must have been tough really schedule tough. this year. Is, is that what yeah. you're saying? Tough schedule this year for Alabama. That is one of the highlight games of Week One, Arnie, on August 31st, which of course technically isn't Week One in our world because our Week One is zero week when yeah. Arizona heads to the island to take on Hawaii. Let's do it. Are you ready to I'd, start trash talking Hawaii yet? I don't think I'm you're ready be to able trash. To, I'm ready to trash talk everybody. I have no hope in the NFL, so I got to go ahead and do it in college football. <laughs> I, why do you keep saying you have no hope in the NFL? You're picking – I mean, I know the Jets – or excuse me, the Giants don't have a wide receiver left, but, I mean, you're still picking them to go worse to first, right? Yeah, I got to do that because I can't pick the Dolphins. I should know better than that. I can't suffer with my Dolphins this year. Uh, versus Duke versus New Mexico State, a road trip against South Looking Carolina. Looking forward to seeing the Aggies. Always a great rivalry with Alabama. We know and, that. And, and then and then Southern Miss. Southern Miss. How, how did they get the so season. lucky to get them on the schedule? That's that's incredible. Oh uh, Way they to go, do. Alabama. Way to go. Here's my big, Before SEC fans get mad at us, here's my biggest complaint. My biggest complaint. Alabama and Georgia are in the same conference, right? I don't know the last time they played a conference game against each other. 
I mean, yeah. Oh, conference championship game. Yeah, okay, great. But when was the last time they played a regular season conference game against each other? Feels like it's been like eight years. But yet, they're still not playing the – they're not playing everyone in your conference. Makes no sense to me. Uh, gosh, uh, I would just wish they play one good team, though, out of conference, man. Don't Don't make us suffer like this. And, the, and stop playing them at neutral site games, too. They've they've figured out the madness, man. They've figured out the – now, again, they've scheduled some home-and-homes, so that's actually going to happen down the road. But uh, they've figured out the way around having what you thought might be pretty big games. Now, granted, I, I will say, Arnie, we have been doing this long enough for me to remember you telling me that USC was going to destroy Alabama in its opener a few years ago. So wow, there was that. you remember that? Yeah, because you called me a moron and an idiot and how, oh, my God, you're telling me that they're going to slow down Max Brown? You're telling me? Wake up, Dorothy Annie M's calling. I know, but it's just it, uh, sometimes I want to make I know the show's tonight, but I have that elephant memory every now and then. But, uh, oh, by the way, by the way, to open up next season, 2020, Alabama and USC in Arlington. They play uh, Miami and Atlanta in 2021. Arnie, they don't play a road non-conference game yeah, yeah. until 2022 when they go to Texas. That's their first road non-conference game for Alabama uh, in the foreseeable future, 2022 against Texas. So they have to say they haven't figured out would be an understatement. And oh yeah, um, uh, final thought on college football. I know I said yeah. that was. Oh, it. I have. A, I just want to congratulate you also. So I. I Why is that? that? Why is I, that? I, I see that you. Got the pleasure of getting South Dakota on your schedule, so congratulations to your to your Sooners. That must have been tough to pull off. Yeah, we are uh, opening against a very good Houston team and traveling to oh, UCLA. I, I, I didn't say anything about Houston. I said South Dakota. Maybe you didn't hear me. Is this on? Hello? Testing? Testing? Are you supposed to play power teams every single week? No. I yeah, mean, do, South do you Dakota, wanna, that's good enough. Do you want to do this on Arizona's schedule? Do you want to do this on the <laughs> rest of college no, football? No, I don't want to do it on Arizona, that's for sure. Oh my gosh, then stop it. There, there is nothing more idiotic than trying to dog Oklahoma for its scheduling. I mean, of all the teams in college football, Oklahoma, well, outside of group of five schools, is about the last one you can try to get on. Now, I wasn't going to read the Oklahoma tweet, but now I'm going to. Yes. Now I'm going. I'm going to sit here and talk college football. By the, the way, you know you're losing the UCLA this year, but go ahead. Read the tweet. Sure, yeah. Uh, you want to bet your job on that one? I may. <laughs> Name UCLA starting quarterback. Hold I'll on. Actually... I don't believe you're actually consider betting Arnie on anything, knowing that he doesn't pay off anything. Yeah, of that's the whole thing. Why, why bet? Why? why bet? You don't pay off your bets. You don't, you don't pay out anything. You claim you washed cars 20 years ago. Congrats. You don't pay out your bets. Well, actually, didn't he quit. didn't. From my understanding, he yeah. didn't he wash cars. Ben he just it. was there and Ben did it. You're right. I'm no longer taking your gambling advice or your bets, Arnie, because you're a welcher. Welcher. Wow. You welcher on your bets. So it kind of nullifies doing Arnie's picks because he doesn't even listen to his own self. Yeah, that's right? a good point. Um, well, let's change a, it to Bobo Selections. There you go. And then, <laughs> then Bobo would have to pay him off. Uh, but, uh, Arnie, I did want to get this take in, though, to put a bow tie on the 9 a.m. starts in college football for, for the West Coast. Do you see this as a reality? Is it something that if you're at a Pac-12 school that you revolt against? I mean, it just 
it seems to me to be obviously very TV-oriented, but it doesn't appear as if it would be something that would work. It doesn't appear as if you could try to market it, you could try to make it, oh, breakfast with the big game, but I just I don't, I don't see it being something that sticks, does it? No, I, I don't think so either. And like I said, it'll probably be the Arizona schools because I think they're on a one-hour difference. Uh, I, I, Utah may be the same, I'm not sure, Colorado. Um, so you may try to work that or it's a 10 a.m. game, but I think that's just way too early. I know what they're trying to do, obviously, like you said, compete. Uh, and, and you don't want to have those lousy you know, games that you have on at noon. So they'll be able to get some of the TV audience. But this is not the way to go about it. Maybe, you know, one game maybe, but it, it, it's just way too early to be playing football that time. I, and, I, and I think it was actually a pretty good point. Have the Arizona-Arizona State game then. Because, I'm sorry, if you're going to make it a big game, I love that Utah is going to be very good this year. The Utah Utes, in fact, I think they're the preseason pick in their division in the Pac-12. The media picked them. But I don't. if you're talking big game, I don't know if that's going to – if that's worth getting things going at 9 a.m. to have Utah playing, say, Arizona or Arizona State. I mean, if you're wanting to put a big game on there out of the Pac-12, don't you want Oregon or, or USC or, I don't know, maybe maybe if Khalil Tate gets going, maybe it is Arizona this year, right? Well, again, in the Pac-12, though, Oregon, as you mentioned, USC, UCLA, um, you know, you got to get the big name teams. If, if this is what it's about, about television ratings, you want to go ahead and get the feature teams in there. Um, the rest really don't draw ratings. Nobody's tuning in to watch my Arizona Wildcats or Arizona State or, you know, Utah or stuff like that. They just don't have the appeal. Oh, good question here from Ralph. Do you guys see a Pac-12 team making the college football playoff? Arizona. If you run the yeah, uh, follow-up to that, Josh writes, last year Arnie had the Wildcats in the playoff. At this point, his picks are strictly comical. Comical. Yeah, that was uh, show, that was one cool. of my worst picks. Remember when I had the Giants in the Super Bowl against the Dolphins and they both stunk? I should have been fired for that one. Yeah, yeah. There's there's been some doozies out there. Uh, here's the bottom line: if you're in a Power Five conference and you run the table, or maybe if you have one loss, and if you're Arizona, if you're or- I I tried to combine Oregon and Arizona. And Arizona, there. yeah. If you're Oregon and you beat Auburn. And you maybe only slip up once, you can get right back in this mix. I, nobody's running away with the four seeds uh, outside of the ACC and the SEC right I now. I saw so that your Sooners yeah. were a little bit of a long shot uh, to make the uh, college football playoff. 14 to 1. Yeah, I saw 14 that. 14 to 1. Yeah. I might be worth putting a little money on. But yeah, it's. Uh, it's uh, it's not something I do, Arnie, because I unfortunately took your gambling advice one too many times, and now you I'm act in big like trouble. I never get a game right. That every one I pick is a loser out there. Just go strictly I, opposite of what I say. I, I'm just reading what Josh lays out here on Twitter. So yes, I mean, because he knows, right? He knows. Uh, it, obviously, he pays attention. He yes. remembers your your Arizona pick from last year. <laughs> All right, no, hold on, hold on. Let me defend Arnie. He did pick Oklahoma City. Uh, to beat, what was it, San Antonio like five years ago. So he can hang his hat on that. And every year he picked against Golden State until the time that he picked them, and then they lost. So you stayed you stayed with Cleveland to I go against true. them, and Cleveland came back. So you stayed true. Here's the funny part. Uh, five years ago, half the staff here at Fox Sports Radio wasn't even working here, so nobody actually <laughs> remembers it. So We don't have audio of it anywhere, so I can no. have this back. Uh, All right, let's get rolling here. DeSager's in the house to bring some sense back to this program with everything that's going on in the world of sports. What's What's going on, Steve? That was really good, Bobo. As for the college football <laughs> schedule, it's four weeks away till the Arizona opener at Hawaii. There's, as we mentioned last Sunday night, most college football teams start the final weekend of August, but a week before there are a couple of games. 
Arizona and Hawaii, late night, Saturday, August 24th. And also the game in Orlando, Florida Gators against Miami Hurricanes. And I looked it up tonight. Upper level tickets are over $200 for that. Wow. (laughs) I hope they get a sellout. Congratulations if you can. But that's the Saturday night, August 24th game on cable. But again, most teams will be starting late. August and uh, I heard part of the Alabama discussion. Their last non-conference road game, 2011, at Penn State, and the Alabama versus Georgia matchups. Regular season, there's been one since 2008. One since Damn. 2008. They're in the same league, right? I think. That's, that's a long time for two teams in the same conference to not play each other during the regular season. Insane. Maybe your conference why are you is too even, big. Yeah. Why are you even in a conference you have a scheduling agreement more than And unlike else. other conferences, it's not like they're 1,500 miles apart either. Yankees played at Boston tonight, 9-6 New York, a winner holding on at the end. Boston had outscored him in the last three games, 38-13, but Chris Sale was on the mound tonight, and the Red Sox lost, and Sale is 5-10 this year. Tampa Bay was down 9-4 at Toronto in the seventh inning, but came back to win 10-9. Washington beat the Dodgers 11-4, winning pitcher Steven Strasburg now 14-4. He went seven innings, one run allowed, nine strikeouts. Strasburg has won seven straight starts, and as he ERA in July is 1.14. All-star pitcher Max Scherzer of the Nationals with his bad back is doubtful to start on Tuesday. The Twins won while Cleveland lost, so the Twins are back to a two-game leader in the division over the Indians. Cubs won while the Cardinals lost at home, so the Cubs and Cards are back to a tie for first in the NL Central. That Cubs victory was 11-4 at Milwaukee, beating Zach Davies, who had been 8-3 this year. Kyle Schwarber hit a grand slam and then hit a three-run homer in his next at-bat. Also a single, also hit by pitch. Compare all of that from one guy on the Cubs to the Brewers offense, 5 for 32 with 9 strikeouts. Major League Baseball trade deadline is Wednesday. The Mets have acquired all-star pitcher Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays. Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green tore ligaments in his ankle in practice yesterday. That'll likely sideline him for the next 6-8 to eight weeks. Denny Hamlin took the NASCAR race at Pocono. Brooks Kepko won the St. Jude Invitational. The guys are back in 10 seconds, but first a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. And college football's preseason top 25 comes out August 19th from AP. Well, I can't wait. For what it's worth, on the NCAA's website, they came out with a top 25 I list saw this that. week. Clemson is their preseason number one, Alabama number two. The rest of their top five is Ohio State, Georgia, and Oklahoma. Arizona? No. I scoured. I scoured, Arnie. Could not find the one. By the way, you you were talking with Jonas about um, jobs that robots were going to take over, and you said umpiring was one of them? Not exactly my list, but it was on their long list of one day. I'm I'm, I'm working on a robot to be a sports talk host, so when I get rid of Plank, I could have a robot I think we'd have listeners vote for that on this show. Can you see me fighting with the robot going, Blank, you robot! No, that does not compute. I don't know what that means. Actually, I I think the robot would take your place. (laughs) There would be no discussion. That's the whole point. And by the way, I like in the robot. I did also say to Jonas that I don't see even if they get that balls and strikes from a robot umpire one day, there's still going to be a human around there yes, to operate. Course, they, the home plate umpire is not disappearing. Yes. The robot's not going to be calling the play at the plate as he comes around third. <laughs>
Keep what do you think, like a robot talk show host? I think that'd be great. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. But, I mean, you would have to give it a voice because we can't yeah. sit here and listen to like a Siri voice all night long, can we? No. Right. It would have can to we? be a voice like mine, and then he, the, the oh, robot boy. could take calls, and they could start <laughs> cursing at each other. You know what I mean? So then basically you're just going to start breaking uh, FCC rules? <laughs> well, well, the technology, you could just change the voice weekly. Yeah. Well, I got you. Ah, That's a good call. Go. Good call. You know, and, and I think, honestly, Arnie, I'll have to check with the I'm on boss something. Man. Nobody better steal this idea from me. I'll check with the boss man, Scott Shapiro. We may be in a safe harbor from all of my training that I've taken, so you might be able to drop a few bombs on this robotic sports yeah. talk show host if you want. Well, I, I don't know. I picture, like, some, some robot from Lost in Space sitting next to me. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, Will Robinson. We're not quite to safe harbor. I know from the Jason Smith, Mike Carmen show during the week, they call it the uh, slide over baby hour, and that's not till 10 p.m. Pacific. Oh, okay, okay. So I've got 30, 23 minutes. Uh, Well, we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. By the way, ask and we shall read. Receive. We had brought up the question about center field, and our buddy Rob Collins checked in from Fox 4 up in Kansas City and said, Bauer threw the ball in the batter's eye section under the crown vision board. Fans do not sit there. Maybe he was trying to channel his inner Patrick Mahomes and throw it out of the stadium. Now, that would have been something. I mean, that almost would have been we'd have to drug test him if that bad boy would have thrown it out from the pitcher's mound over the center field wall. You know, we I don't a, even know that's possible. We had a catcher on our baseball team in high school, uh, and you'll know who it is when I tell you who it is, because you'll love him because he played quarterback, I believe, for your team. And Jay Schrader, to, I already know. Yeah, it was Jay Schrader. He used to be able to throw <laughs> – he used to be able to keep one foot on home plate and throw a, a baseball over the center field wall. Whoa. Yeah. That – you know what? Now, here's my Jay Schrader experience. Did it actually go where it was aimed, or did somebody from the other team jump up and intercept it, or oh, did it wow. actually? I'm kidding if you're listening, Jay. Wow. But really good with the Raiders. Uh, yeah, a couple of the tweets here before Jay Schrader gets mad at me. Last thing I need is Jay Schrader mad at yeah, me. Yeah, you don't want him mad at you. Uh, Sean writes... Uh, and his fire back to the listener-on-listener listener crime that took place. Thanks for listening to our show. You're home for everything Titans. We are loaded. We even have Arnie's Miami Dolphins' scraps and Ryan Tannehill. I forgot. When I'm sitting here going through everything tonight for yeah, the they, Titans, I've got, I've got this page. I forgot Tannehill was there. I thought there was a quarterback controversy. They were going to be <laughs> fighting it out. I didn't know. I, seriously, I thought there might be a controversy there. You know, I, I think... Arnie, you might not be too far off if things don't go well for Marcus Mario. Hey, we talked about it earlier. We are in uh, some make-or-break seasons for a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL this well, year. A lot of guys want to be franchise guys. You're right, absolutely. And heck, it, it, it might even be too, Arnie, for some of these guys that are that are trying. And the key word here is trying to elongate or maintain their NFL career, a la Ryan Tannehill. Blake Bortles, who's in Los Angeles now, completely forgot about that. Eli Manning, who's getting a push, I think, from Daniel Jones, though, again, I'm falling for every single piece of video that yeah, I see. Yeah, don't fall for that. Stop that. Please don't say that. Take that every, back, please. Every piece of video that I see is Daniel Jones bouncing balls off uh, off. Or the players. one overthrowing the running back on a, on a, <laughs> on on a flat. flat. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why? I've seen that play a thousand times now. 
Oh, gosh. Well, anyway, we got so much more football to get to tonight. More of your tweets at Plank Show at Stinking Genius One and, of course, at Fox Sports Radio. Oh, uh, AFC South tease, buy or sell, Arnie's picks. I feel like we're just getting started. But when we come back, uh, DeSager's got news and notes. Should the trade prospect or excuse me, should you actually trade some prospects at the deadline? We actually have some facts to back it up. Huh? Facts. That's what DeSager is all about. And we'll tell you about it next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith. And we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs, partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com blueprints. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's Arnie and Plank on a Sunday night into a Monday morning right here on Fox Sports Radio. Arnie, my kids go back to school tomorrow. Oh, get out of here. Yep. In July? What is? Get yep. out of here. I don't know if I've ever been happier. It's kind of funny how things change. When you were a little kid, you almost September. got overly depressed. Yeah, I mean, whenever school came back. Now I'm so excited that school started. I don't know what to do. Oh, do they get like an extra week for Christmas or you know, yes. an extra... So they get two weeks for fall break, two weeks for Thanksgiving, and I think an extra week for Christmas this nah, year. Nah, you could bag that. I'd rather get the extra summertime. This is, that's oh, where kids are supposed to be out too. of school. Yes, yes. You know who's not in school right now? Well, technically, Steve DeSager takes us to school every single Sunday night, <laughs> and he joins us to get us caught up on everything going on, including a lot of trade deadline talk kicking up DeSager. Yeah. Should the Dodgers trade their prospects and go get an arm? Hearing a lot of it. Well, if that arm is the Pirates' closer, yes, for crying out loud, yes. <laughs> Bullpen help, please. The Mets traded two prospects. Prospect pitchers and got an all-star pitcher in return tonight from the Blue Jays, Marcus Stroman, a native of Long Island. The MLB trade deadline is Wednesday, and remember, this is a real deadline from now on in baseball. It's not like, yeah, but next month we can pick up Justin Verlander and just you know go through waivers because nobody's going to pick up that count. No, this is the real deadline. This is it. No trades after Wednesday. New rule. So, should you trade prospects? There's been a great study from Baseball America looking at prospects that were traded at the deadline from 2003 to 2014. What percentage of those prospects went on to have major league careers of any consequence? That is, just playing a couple of seasons at the major league levels. Very basic stats. I always say prospects get you fired, so um, I'll say 15%. Plank? Percentage of prospects that actually work out in deadline I'll go a little bit higher. I'll go like 35%. It is, from 2003 to 2014, less than 20%. I was right on it. Some years it's 15% of them work out. Some years it's 25% of them work out. But keep that in mind when prospects are dealt, such as what the Mets gave up. Uh, It reminded me of one of the draft night trades in the NBA years ago. They traded a number two overall and got an all-star in return. You hope the number two overall turns into an all-star, but he's a prospect. You're acquiring an all-star. In this case, the Mm. Mets are tonight. Exactly. They're getting Marcus Stroman, and he has worn number six as a pitcher, a single-digit number. He has tweeted out tonight simply one word, seven. So I guess because, (laughs) because the Mets already have Jeff McNeil wearing number six. I guess that settles that. McNeil batting 336 for the Mets, by the way, but he left today's win due to a bruised shin. He was hit by a pitch. Marcus Stroman was a first-round draft choice from Duke, and this year his ERA is 2.96, but he was with Toronto, so very few have seen him pitch. Very few know the money that goes through the golf world in the PGA. It doesn't get talked about enough, but Brooks Kepka is having a pretty good three years or so here. This weekend... I'm talking four days of golf, people, $1.75 million for winning the tournament, the St. Jude, in Memphis. Plus, you should have played Fortnite. 
This is, yeah, yeah, you were talking about that earlier. Get on cable. Brooks Kepka is assured of going into the FedEx Cup's playoffs as the number one seed. He's already wrapped up the regular season points title a week early, so he claims a $2 million bonus from a sponsor rewards program as well. Plus, he got all the monies from those majors that he's been winning. He's won the last two PGA championships and runner-up at the Masters and runner-up at the U.S. Open. And even for tie for fourth last week at the British Open, I think he got a half million dollars something like that so it's just stunning I must mention the name of Keith Lincoln because he has passed away this weekend. One of the great AFL running backs, AFL in the 1960s. He was a San Diego Chargers star and has passed away at the age of 80. Keith Lincoln was MVP of the team's lone championship. And I mean the city of San Diego's lone championship in any major sport. 1963, it was Chargers Patriots for the title and Keith Lincoln ran him ragged. Lincoln broke through the middle and left the Patriots hanging in his wake. I love these old films. Chargers ball too. again. Road pitches wide to Lincoln, and the versatile fullback is off and running. Keith Lincoln. Smoke Gluckies. No, I'm just kidding. That's just <laughs> That's probably coming back from the commercials. Yeah. The, with Keith Lincoln running him ragged, as I say. How about this? 13 carries in the title game, 206 yards rushing against the Patriots wow. and a touchdown, plus seven catches in the game for 123 yards and the touchdown. The San Diego Chargers beat the Patriots for the title 51-10. to 10. The only title, I repeat, in the city's history, Keith Lincoln was the key. He's passed away this weekend at the age of 80. Jeez, I didn't know it was that bad for San Diego. Yeah, it was like, remember when uh, the Cavs finally won? He had to go back to Jim Brown till any sport in Cleveland had won a title. Well, now if the Clippers win, the San Diego take credit for that? No? No. <laughs> I'm not sure Los Angeles <laughs> will take credit. Knock out two Let's Buffalo be might take advantage, too. You know, <laughs> Buffalo Braves. Well, the NFL's Hall of Fame exhibition is Thursday. August 1st is Thursday. Denver against Atlanta. Of course, keep in mind the current NFL holdouts. Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott. Chargers running back Melvin Gordon. That might be a long one. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas, the one guy that should be holding out. And Antonio Brown was cleared to practice for the Raiders. The wide receiver had, quote, an apparent foot injury. And I repeat, guys, the Raiders have one more year. They did get one more year in Oakland. Apparently worked something out for a few more home games. And then they're going to Vegas. But that's that stadium is well underway to being built. I've mentioned it to people here that when I was in Vegas, we were on vacation a few weeks ago. You could see the stadium, and I'll repeat that. Patrick Mahomes could stand at Mandalay Bay on one side of the freeway and throw a football over the 15 freeway oh, and hit nice. the new Raiders stadium. It is right next to the <laughs> Nice. That is awesome. Thanks to Sager. Thanks Great to stuff Sager. tonight. But I was looking back. He was he was talking about trade deadlines and not trading prospects. Remember, the Dodgers made the big deal in 2017 to go get you Darvish, and I was cleaning up my likes. And one of the stories from Dodger Insider, uh, in holding on to Bueller and Verdugo at the deadline, the Dodgers kept two top prospects who could impact soon, and they've been a major part oh, of yeah, them here in 2019. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we look at the AFC South. Cannot believe, cannot believe it's our last hour, and wow. it'll be loaded because Arnie's picks are right around the corner. Are you are you ready for Thursday night, Arnie? Are you ready for actual football? The preseason is the free season. I've told you that a million times. I am ready for a little football, my friend. Nice. We'll get the what the Falcons and the Broncos That's on right. Thursday night, and then I wonder how many people are going to bet on that game. How many degenerates are going to bet on that? 
You know, we, we should have had we should have had Furman on tonight. I feel bad. I didn't bring that up, Ryan. That's my bad. Lead lap is out tonight. Ryan's filling in. Bobo on the wheels. That is of steel. your fault. Shame on That's you. on me. Steve Sager on updates, and uh, we are continuing our preview of every division in college. Excuse me, in the NFL tonight yeah, as we count down. down to the start of the season as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. All you have to do is visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So basically, I challenge, by the way, I challenge Brad Powers, the man with all the college knowledge on, um, on our Vegas show, to a one-on-one who could pick better college football games this year. Why would you do that to yourself? He's a professional at it. I'm a professional at it. Just because I don't live in Vegas doesn't mean I don't know what the hell I'm doing. You I know think I'm pretty great at picking college football. Are you? Okay, oh, come you know on. what? You know I've that. Got, I've got your back on this one. I'll take you. I don't uh, Brad does he I mean is he good at this? I have not uh, had a chance to listen to him recently. I haven't yeah, he's I haven't like, got the chance like to hear the show. He's one of the top one or two college football handicappers Ooh. in the world. You sure you want to go down that path? I mean... Hey, you know there's always drunk people that go up to Mike Tyson and say, I want to fight you. Or yeah, drunk people say, well. I, I want right. to race you. He's saying, Bolt, well, I, I want to take on the best. Well, all right. Good luck on that. I um, feel good. You know, Get he bets with real now. money. He does. He bets with real money. Oh, yeah, he doesn't I know have that. This, That's what got me nervous. I know. This fake non-payment that you have whenever yeah. it comes yeah. to your, your None of this. Gambling. I'll quit my job. That doesn't fly right. with him. Yeah. No, this is this is cold, hard yeah. cash, baby. I don't know if you want to mess with Brad Powers. He seems like he's got his stuff together. Well, we got our stuff together because I did a little math a while back, and I realized that we were eight shows away from the start of the NFL season. So we quickly looked at the NFL standings and thought, holy smokes, there's eight divisions. Let's spend a week every single show, or I guess I should say, let's spend a segment every single show as we count the weeks down to the start of the, uh, the NFL season and just breaking them down. We did it last year. It worked out pretty well. Helped us kill some time. So we're doing it again this year. Yeah. And after breaking down the Easts, we're hitting the South, and we start in the AFC South, the only division, Arnie, with three teams over five hundred last season. And I think you're with me on this. This, this division – Post Peyton Manning and uh, even into the early part of the Andrew Luck years was kind of Indian everyone else. You know, the Titans were always a joke. The the Jaguars had struggled quite a bit. Houston wasn't quite where they were before they brought in Bill O'Brien. I mean, it it's really amazing to see this division now have three teams that are considered to be in a fourth. If Jacksonville gets yeah. their stuff together with Nick Foles, it might be one of the best divisions in the NFL, top It to is bottom, certainly bottom. the most balanced division in the NFL. Like you said, any one of the four teams can win it. I don't know if you could say that about any other divisions out there. And Jacksonville wasn't too far off a couple of years ago. Obviously, they had a downside, and they replaced their quarterbacks. Three teams with um, you know nine victories or more, and maybe all three teams could have made it into the playoffs, but they got the Texans and the Colts. And the way the Colts started out last year, who would have thunk that they would have turned it around the way they did? So, um, yeah, I got a lot of intrigue on what's going to happen. How good is that Colts team going to be? Will the Texans still be the, 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 the team to beat in that one? And are the Titans ready to compete with them, or are they going to fall off and fall behind the Jaguars? Well, let's start, Arnie, with the defending champs for the division, the Houston Texans. And you mentioned the odd start for Indy. How about Houston last year? Yeah. 0-3 to start the season. They then won nine games in a row and finished a 2-2. I don't. A Houston fan can hit us up on Twitter and correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Bill O'Brien has now won two power struggles with general managers. Uh, he's entering his sixth season. He's won the AFC South three times, and 
uh, in the post Belichick slash Brady era uh, with his coaching, he may be one of the few Bill Belichick disciples that's actually excelled. I mean, I, call me crazy, Arnie, but I think he's done a pretty good job. Uh, they finally got a quarterback into Sean Watson now, and I think he submitted things in Houston. Uh, look, I, I like Deshaun Watson. I thought there was going to be a bigger uh, step upward. Obviously, the offensive line was a massive problem. They addressed that with, I think, two of their first three picks, offensive tackles. Not big names. One kid out of Northern Illinois and one first-round pick out of Alabama State, who they like a lot. And I hear they're moving them over to the left side. But for the most part, um, that's where they had to get better. They have to worry about that offensive line. So um, if Deshaun Watson now has time to pass or you know time to scramble and pick up some yards with his feet, uh, that's a whole different team. So that, that, that was a big pickup, um, you know, addressing the offensive line needs. Yeah, I understand that, but what about your thoughts on Bill O'Brien? I mean, how do you feel about him as a head coach and kind of what he's done now? Because usually we've seen these Belichick coaches go places and fail. Right. You know, but and we'll see about Patricia. But, Arnie, I think he's done a pretty good job if as a head was, coach at Houston. You know, if he, if he wasn't a Belichick disciple, if so many of the Belichick disciples had not gone south like you mentioned, I don't think you'd be saying this about Bill O'Brien. You'd just be saying, oh, okay, okay, he's just another good coach out there. But because so many of the Belichickian disciples have been so miserable, not even bad, just absolutely miserable, I think you're kind of elevating him. You know, you, you, you said earlier, you know, which quarterbacks um, need to have a breakthrough season. If you were going to say that about coaches, wouldn't you say that about Bill O'Brien? Wouldn't you say, hey, this guy's got to pick it up a little bit either? Because I don't think he's all that safe, even though they won the division last year. Wow. Uh, He has had a winning record in four of his five seasons that he's been the head coach at Houston. The only down year they had was when they had a quarterback disaster. Right, right. right. But they've, at least as my memory serves correct, they've only won one playoff game, and that was to a Raiders team that was starting Connor Cook, who I don't even know if he's in the NFL anymore. They've lost uh, two wild card games. So, uh, you know what? I like Bill O'Brien. I think he's done a hell of a job, Arnie. I think he might be onto something, though. Maybe I'm looking at him as coming from that tree and thinking, ugh, uh, he's doing a great job. He's the it best be of the better. bunch, I guess, is what you're thinking. You know? No, you, you know what? You might absolutely be right. Well, a couple of final thoughts here. Every, fi- every starter is back on the front seven, but their secondary will be interesting. Tyron Matthew is now uh, gone. Kareem Jackson is now gone. They signed to Sean Gibson, who spent, um, I think, all of his career in Jacksonville, and Bradley Roby, who was playing that nickel with the Denver Broncos. So 11-5 and five last year. We'll hit the over-under coming up next segment, but uh, you – Deshaun Watson sacked 62 times, Arnie. You hit it on the head. They upgraded their offensive line. That's where they've got to be better this year. Right. And and you know what? They're right up there in points. Colts actually led the division in points, but the Texans and Colts far better offensively than the Titans and Jaguars. They outscored them by like over 100 points. Defensively, all four teams were pretty much equal. So that's yeah. that's where the difference, that, that's what separate them. That's the, separating, uh, the separator there. Who's going to have the better defense? Yeah, and that's, it's funny that you, you mentioned that because as we shift to Indianapolis, who, of course, back in the playoffs last year, finished 10-6 and six under their first-year head coach, Frank Reich. Uh, I know that you don't like getting caught up in this. I don't like getting caught up in this too much uh, at all. But their, set, their schedule strength is ridiculous to start the season. They open up in L.A. against the Chargers. They then go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. They have home games against Atlanta and Oakland. And then they travel to Kansas City. So, I mean, that's about as insane of a start to the season as you can have with three of your first five, Arnie, against 
what play potential playoff teams to start the season. So it's going to be rough for them out the gate. You know, the Falcons and Raiders might not be all that tough. So you're right, yeah. though. The three road games, that. Chargers, Titans, and Kansas City with three potential playoff teams, I'll, I'll give you that. Then It's not as murderous as you're making it out to be. And if Indianapolis survives those first two games, then watch out. Then the two of those road games are done. And they still with eight home games left and, and in good position. And after what they did last year, watch out for them. Yeah, and they did well. Uh, I mean, let's let's not mistake. They... Or let's not make any bones about it. They played pretty well against Kansas City. That final score, not really indicative of how that game could have and should have played out after they beat the Houston Texans in the wild card game last year. But big time bounce back here under Frank Reich for Andrew Luck. And by the Highest- way, we don't say enough good things about him, do we not, or what? Which one, Frank Reich or yeah. Andrew Luck? Fra- Reich, yeah. Reich, yeah. Especially when he was their second choice. No one remembers Josh <laughs> McDaniel was the guy, and then he left him at the altar. But Luck last year already had his highest completion percentage of his career, 39 touchdowns to just 15 interceptions, and he threw for the most yards of his career. And their wide receiver position is stacked with not just uh, T.Y. Hilton. They signed our drafted Paris Campbell, who's flashed in camp already. So they've got some weapons there in Indy for another year of Andrew Luck under Frank Reich's offense. And Funches, they also got, wasn't he the old Carolina wide receiver, was he not, yeah, or what? Yeah. So, um, no, you're right, they, they are, they're ba- not balanced, they're certainly loaded at the wide receiver. Um, if Luck continues to play like this, gosh, I hate to even say this, uh, they could be a sleeper for the Super Bowl if they're that good. Their defense will carry them, but uh, the way Luck and the offense looks, they, they should be okay there also. Still crazy to think that um, we're talking about a team that lost their opener to the Bengals last year. Yeah. And now, <laughs> not only did they make the playoffs, they won a game, and there are a lot of people's sleeper team to potentially make the Super Bowl. Uh, Matt Eberfluss, who's their defensive coordinator, is probably going to be a guy we're talking about for head coaching jobs after this year. Fewest, uh, fewest points allowed in the NFL over the last 10 weeks for the Colts. I don't know. Do you get too caught up in needing a guy to be their go-to running back? Is this Marlon Mack's team? Do they actually bring in someone? I mean, you hear about disgruntled running backs across the league. Might be might the Colts be a team to go or, to go get someone, or do you think they feel pretty good about the uh, crew that they have? I certainly got to keep my eye open. Mack was really good. He was almost a 1,000-yard rusher, so nothing against him. I certainly love having him, but I've certainly got to keep my eye open just to in case something pops open on the wire or somebody's cut from a team that certainly could help mine. I got to go ahead and do that. We're previewing the AFC South here on Fox Sports Radio. We're through the first two teams, and now the two teams that finished near the bottom, though, 9-7, and not bad for first-year coach Mike Vrabel. Their go-to guy, Derrick Henry, over the last four games, Arnie, he rushed for almost 600 yards and had seven touchdowns, 585 yards with seven scores. But as we talked about earlier in the show, Questions about his health, and I know that they have Deion Lewis. I know they drafted a couple or brought in a couple of other running backs, but still, he kind of became their go-to guy down the stretch last year. He did, and you know, if you're going to talk about the Titans taking that next step, you know where it starts. Though it's not so. Oh much yeah, it's the, Marcus Mariota. It's Marcus. And I said, is there going to be a quarterback controversy? Is this something that if it starts off south? Um, for Tennessee, might they make a move? They open up against Cleveland on the road, then the Colts, and then at Jacksonville and Atlanta. Three of the first four games on the road. Uh, it could be an 0-4 start for them. They may make the move after that. Yeah, and you know what's kind of crazy? Is 
they were a team that had a very good defense last year as well. Yes, and they, they brought did, but in their, Cameron their Wake. Struggled, yeah. Yeah, they brought in Cameron Wake to shore up the pass rush, brought in Adam Humphreys to add another weapon for them potentially on offense. But I think you, you hit it on the head. It's it, can Marcus Mario to stay healthy. Taylor Luan is now out for the first four games of the season at that left tackle spot. And they have, as you mentioned, a very difficult schedule, the ninth most difficult schedule in the league. You want to hear more about the Titans? We uh, started things off tonight. With Jason Martin. You can find it yeah. on our podcast page at foxsportsradio.com. Which gets us, Arnie, to arguably the most disappointing team of 2018, but then in that, the most intriguing team in 2019. The Jacksonville Jaguars went from playing in the AFC Championship game to 5-11. and So what did they do? They changed their, their starting quarterback. They changed their offensive coordinator. And we talk about make-or-break years. How about what's ahead here for Leonard Fournette? Though not a lot of talk about Fournette. This is more about what BDN, also known as Nick Foles, can do for them at quarterback, right? I'm not having a lot of confidence in Nick Foles. Hey, granted, what he's done the last couple of years, phenomenal. You deserve all the credit in the world. Enjoy your Super Bowl rings. You've really been fantastic, and Philadelphia is going to miss you. Not sure it's going to be as easy for. Uh, in Jacksonville. And, and, you know, as you mentioned, Leonard Fournette, you know, it, it, it was such a good run by him, but the injury to start the mount up, um, I'm wondering if this is going to be where he starts really going south or if he bounces back. I got questions about him. I think they've got some good uh, wide receivers. And, of course, your, isn't your Oklahoma guy Westbrook are there, too? So um, I like Jacksonville's team, but, boy, were they disappointing last year. It was unbelievable. Diddy Westbrook, yeah, he's uh, he's he's had a great offseason, too, from what I've heard as well. So a fascinating division with three teams that had winning records last year, nine or nine and seven or better, two teams that made the playoffs. They were the only division with three teams over 500. So what do the over-unders look like? We'll dive into that next, plus a little buy or sell with Arnie and Plank, brought to you in part by Discover. Go further than ever with the Discover IT Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year, so you're 35. 1,000 miles could become 70,000. Discovered miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. We continue to talk about the AFC South and put a bow on our predictions next right here on Fox Sports Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 
6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Prudential knows that no community is a monolith, and we all have unique financial needs. With black community partners across the nation, Prudential has a remarkable history of supporting communities and institutions that have been overlooked for far too long and are making a tangible impact. This includes their home city of Newark, where they're actively engaged in building stronger financial foundations. They are dedicated to offering equitable financial services that cater to diverse individual requirements while recognizing our shared goal of wealth building. For instance, they've pledged a staggering $1 billion to programs partners, and initiatives focused on historically excluded communities. It's not just about dreaming anymore. It's about turning those dreams into reality by creating blueprints for generational wealth. Power the dreams of our communities today and future generations tomorrow. Learn more and build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my day. <laughs> It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Ryan's filling in for Lee to lap tonight, doing a great job. Also, Lee, uh, not Lee, Bobo, <laughs> on oh. the wheels of steel with with Steve DeSaker, who has an update coming up in about eight minutes from now. So let's roll through this real yeah. quick. Uh, win totals in the AFC South, which, again, as I've mentioned many times, the only division that had two playoff teams, the pardon me, the only division that had three teams over 500. So, Arnie, let's start with the Colts. Over under win total, 10 Oof. for the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. Um, I'm not going to be looking at the schedule and saying hard schedule. Just talking about the team in general. Um, I think they win the division, which means they probably have to get over 10 wins and probably have to go 11-5. and five. But that's about as close as you come. I thought you were going to tell me 10.5. I'd probably go over 10 because um, 10 gets you the push, 11 gets you the win. So I, I'm not, I don't think 9-7 and seven's in their cards. I'd go over the 10 for the Colts. This is a fascinating league. Every single team in this league is projected to be at 500 or better based on their win total. So the Colts have that highest number at 10. Uh, Houston at 8.5. And And just to plant this seed, Arnie, both Jacksonville and Tennessee are at 8 as well, too. So we'll start with Houston over under 8.5. I think they're going to be the second-place team if they don't even win the division and beat out the Colts. So how could you not take the over 8.5? And, and, and wow, I think that's like a gift. 
Uh, I don't think they're a 500 team. I think they're better than that. Even if they have a step backwards, uh, what is it, 10 and 6, 9 and right. 7? Um, I'm not sure why the eight and a half number. I'm a little complex, uh, perplexed about that one. So I'm going the over eight and a half. Give me some of that one. By the way, did you go the over or under with the Colts? Just so I can. I went with the over. From... I took the over okay. on that one also. Wow. Uh, Jacksonville at eight for a team that finished five and eleven last year and was in the AFC Championship the year before. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, look, I, again, all due respect to Nick Foles, don't think you're going to pull him out of the cellar. Um, maybe they'll be a little bit better. Obviously, with that down year, eight means nine and seven. Don't see that happening. I'm going with the under eight with Jacksonville this year. All right, and then that same number for the Tennessee Titans, which is still absolutely crazy to me, but eight for the Tennessee Titans. That's a perfect number because they could be an 8-8 eight and eight team. Um, I don't think they're going to do it again going 9-7 and seven where you have three teams with a, above 500 records um, competing for playoff spots where two of them got in. I think they take a step backwards. I'm going to go under the 8 for the Titans, probably finish 7-9 and nine or 6-10. and 10. All right, so there you have it. Our AFC South preview is lock, stock, and barrel. Next week we'll look at the NFC South. It's still fascinating to me how good that division ended up being last year. Uh, a couple good points on Twitter here real quick before That's we move on. That's my least favorite division to watch their games, by the way. Oh, is it really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think someone might have to correct me. But as a player, it's the most popular division because three of the teams play in a state where there's no income tax. So you don't. So your game check is ah. basically based on the tax laws of that state. So, yeah, I mean, you're playing in three states, but you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that, uh, that's my uh, least favorite division to watch. And then the AFC West, I don't like watching either. Yeah, you only don't like him because the Raiders are there. <laughs> Stewie, Stewie writes, Bill O'Brien is this generation's Jeff Fisher. If you need a winning record, he will get you 9 Bingo. Fair enough. I like that. I love that. But just as a guy who has been a fan of a team who's been horrible, you all are s all over 9-7. and seven. I'll take it in a heartbeat. Yeah, uh, and then, too, yeah. And then there's this from Chris. Yeah. I, I don't see what's wrong with 9-7. and seven. Exactly. Chris writes, I'm pretty sure I've heard someone say that about Marcus Mariota for three straight seasons now. If you don't know if he's the guy by now... He's not. Probably true about that. Amen to that one. He's probably not, but that doesn't mean Tannehill's the the guy. He had injuries, too, with the Dolphins. But funny thing about that, when Tannehill was healthy, he did pretty well. Yeah, no, he was. It's just now, is he going to get that opportunity? How how about this prediction? I think you're going to have two veteran NFL quarterbacks have killer preseasons. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to light it up for the Titans, and I think Blake Bortles is going to light it up for the Rams. You know why? Because I don't think they're going to play Mariota and Jared Goff during the preseason, Right. and I think they're going to go out and put up big numbers, and everyone's going to lose their mind about them. Why? Because it'll be football. It's all we'll have. And we'll think, oh, why not give him a shot? So hopefully it'll be an opportunity. We'll have to have our preseason Hall of Fame also. You know that, don't you? Dak Prescott's in there. Yes, he is. Hey, a member of our preseason Hall of Fame got cut today. The Raiders cut Chris Warren from last year yes. because he came in out of shape. The leading rusher in the preseason. Here, here's an interesting just note real quick, and then we'll get to the Sager and we'll play by ourselves. Um, Indy in 2014 uh, made the playoffs and kind of fell off the uh, face of the earth for a little bit. Uh, Carolina made the AFC or the uh, Super Bowl in 2015. Got what bounced in the first round the following year. Since he had that tough loss to Pittsburgh, they haven't been back to the playoffs since. The Raiders went to the playoffs in 16 and. 
Uh, they've been abysmal since. Little injury ja- after that, yeah. Yeah, Jaguars in the AFC Championship game in 2017. The Vikings uh, had a decent run in 2017. Somebody said the Patriots miracle. are going to suck this year. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I'm not saying the Patriots. I was just looking at the 2019 playoffs, and I thought, who's that team that's going to disappear? And the only real true options could be in that division, right? I mean, both Indy and Houston making it. I mean, I don't know. Could Chicago fall off a little bit if Mitch Trubisky isn't what we think he is? Could Dallas or Seattle possibly disappear? I mean, I one think the of Rams those... could fall a little bit down. Doesn't mean they won't win the division, but they're not winning thirteen because San Francisco is going to be so much better, uh, and so are the Cardinals. So you know, they're not going to waltz through that division. I, I don't think so. I, I, I mean. I agree with you. I think you might be on to something. But there's always a team of of those who make the playoffs in the previous year that we kind of lose our minds about heading in. I mean, everybody was picking Jacksonville to go to the Super Bowl last year, remember? Oh, the Jag- with that defense, look out for the Jaguars. Everyone kind of thought, and in both teams I'm, that I'm using here in this example, Arnie, the Raiders in 2017 and the Jaguars in 2018, they both started the year 2-0. and The Jaguars went and beat New England last year in the second week of the season, and we kind of went ahead and cemented them as playoff-slash-Super Bowl contenders, there's going to be someone in either that division or someone who made the playoffs last year that's going to disappoint, and I can't help but think that it's going to come from the AFC South. How come nobody's picking the Ravens who won the division last year with a young quarterback? Nobody picking them to repeat that. Boy, we are picking apart. We are picking apart Lamar Jackson this whole Yeah, I know. Season, Isn't that funny? Or what? Wow, it's crazy. All right. Well, before we play buy or sell, let's make sure we keep this a legit sports talk radio program and welcome in the man, the myth, the legend one final time tonight, Steve DeSager, with everything that's going on in the world of sports. Take it away, Steve. We should have a robot update, guys. I think that'd be a lot better. <laughs> uh, yeah. I disagree. Uh, wow. Won't even touch that. <laughs> the Yankees played at Boston tonight and actually won this time. You know, the Yankees starting pitchers, the previous seven games had only lasted well under four innings each on average 26 innings total 52 runs allowed going into tonight and 52 hits in the 26 innings tonight they had a starter go five and a third with nine strikeouts and they beat boston nine to six winning pitcher domingo herman 13 and two Mm. yankee lefty cc sabathia does go on the injured list with knee inflammation losing pitcher chris sale allowed a couple of two-run homers six runs total came out in the sixth inning era over four this year and his record is five and ten i bet my co-host before the year started that he wouldn't win double digit games this year yeah, like I that think a lot of people would have taken one, that. Huh? Yeah. yeah, and look what's happened. Yeah. Seattle with the comeback win over Detroit, 10 innings, 3-2. Mariners scored a run in the 7th, one in the 8th, one in the 10th. The Detroit Tigers are the worst team in the majors, not Baltimore. Detroit has lost six in a row. They're 30-71 and 71 this year. Oof. Meanwhile, the Angels finally beat Baltimore in Anaheim with a solo homer bottom of the ninth, 5-4, beating closer Michael Gibbons. So the Orioles record a robust 35-70. and 70. <laughs> Uh, the guy who hit the winning home run, Matt Tice, his second home run of the day for the Angels. He's batting 189. Madison Bumgarner got the win for the Giants, pitched seven innings. They held on 7-6 at San Diego. Mike Yastrzemski of the Giants, grandson yeah. of Carl Yastrzemski, went four for five today, including an early two-run double. And the A scored two runs in the bottom of the ninth to rally and beat Texas 6-5. to The late rally and an RBI infield single and a bases-loaded walk. Game over. 
Tampa Bay was down 9-4 at Toronto in the seventh, but came back to beat the Blue Jays 10-9. The Mets down Pittsburgh 8-7, beat Chris Archer. The losing pitcher allowed six runs in the first inning. Pittsburgh has lost eight games in a row, and the Mets tonight acquired all-star pitcher Marcus Stroman from the Blue Jays. The MLB trade deadline is Wednesday. St. Louis lost at home while the Cubs won on the road, so the Cubs and Cardinals are tied for first again in the NL Central. The Cub victory was 11-4 at Milwaukee. Kyle Schwarber, two home runs, seven RBIs. Houston won at St. Louis, 6-2. Dakota Hudson, who was 10-4, took the loss. Marcel Asuna, Cubs star outfielder, could be starting rehab at AAA tomorrow. In the AL Central, the Twins are back to a two-game lead over the Indians. It was Minnesota 11-1 winning at the White Sox. The losing pitcher in Chicago, Dylan Covey, is now 1-7, ERA of about 7. He could not get an out against the Twins in the top of the first inning. He pitched to five batters, allowed five runs, five hits, two home runs, and that was his day. Wow. Cleveland lost its game 9-6 at Kansas City. Trevor Bauer took that loss and, yes, launched a baseball over the center field wall from the mound. Uh, Bengals wide receiver A.J. Green tore ligaments in his ankle in practice yesterday. That will likely sideline him for the next six to eight weeks. And No tight- big loss there. Tight- yeah, well, yeah. it's the Bengals. Titans running back Derrick Henry is still out with a lower ache- leg injury. Uh, no timetable on his return, but the team's reportedly not worried. And the final two items, Brooks Kepka won the St. Jude Invitational by three strokes. Rory McIlroy fell to a tie for fourth place. Phil Mickelson shot 74 today, finished in 57th place out of 63 yeah. golfers. Good job, Phil. Denny Hamlin so took, took the yeah exactly took the NASCAR <laughs> race at Pocono. Denny Hamlin's third victory of the season. Eric Jones finished second. The guy's back in ten seconds. First, a word from Farmers. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. Seen it, covered it. Talk to Farmers. We are Farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. With the last 72 hours till the baseball trade deadline, our John Morosi reports tonight. Trey Mancini trade talks from Baltimore active for the Orioles with multiple Ooh. suitors in these final hours this week. Trey Mancini from Notre Dame a couple years ago had 24 homers. Last year hit 24 homers and mm. this year already has 24 homers. Jeez. And as far as the series story from Northern California tonight. Chris, you mentioned it earlier in the show. Police in Gilroy now confirming four people, including the suspect, are dead in that shooting at the annual Garlic Festival, which is a big deal in that area. It's roughly 25 miles away from San Jose. The police chief said at least 15 people were injured tonight. Sad, sad, tragic story. Thanks, Steve. We appreciate it. And obviously, everyone in that community, in that area, is in our thoughts tonight. Uh, We are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I've been uh, sitting here staring at the playoffs from last year, trying to decide who's out. And let me throw one. make uh, Make sure the Charger fans aren't too close. Could this be the year where the Chargers do their little dip? You know, I mean, they, they'll have a couple good years and they disappear for a bit. I, I kind of no, think they're good enough defensively have, where they won't go away. I have no confidence in Denver or Oakland. So, um, well, what about you know, Kansas City? Oh, well, the two teams can go to the playoffs. They both went to the playoffs last year, Kansas City and the Chargers. And Chargers should benefit from having a you know an easy division. They were 4-2 last year in the division. They at least go that again. With the with the bottom half of those, you know, Denver and Oakland, so I don't think the, it will be a problem with the Chargers. I think Denver is going to be good. I, I think Denver is going to be good this year. Nah. 
I think I think they're going to be a surprise team. It hates it, it pains me to actually say that, but uh, I think they're very good defensively, and I think they're going to be a li- little bit better offensively. But you got to be more than a little bit better in that division. All right, Arnie, let's play a little buy or sell before we get out of here. This segment we're going to dive into the NFC South next week, so we'll obviously be able to talk a little bit more in depth about some of the quarterback situations there, and we'll finally be able to get to some divisions that people really care about, like the AFC West right around the corner. But buy or sell, Arnie. Tyreek Hill did nothing to help his cause with his awkward press conference earlier today. Yeah, the whole thing's awkward. You know what really bothered me? I don't know if the guys have sound of this or if you've heard it when they introduced him at the first practice. And, you know, now it's like, Tyreek Hill! It made a big thing about it, and the fans all cheered and started clapping. Look, I understand... Um, you're going to root for him when you're playing a game and, you know, the game's going on and we're at the first week and all that. We're just talking about a practice, the first one, first time he's out there to give him an ovation. You know, what are you clapping for him for to find it because he didn't get suspended because um, his child had a broken arm? I, I found that kind of just distasteful. It made me made me sick to my stomach when I heard that. I understand the root for him when the game start, but you didn't have to do like that for the first uh, practice. Yeah, um, here I, I found this to be kind of interesting. Don't freak out, Bubba. I was going to play the audio here. There can always be those moments where I throw it to an audio cut, and Bubba's like, what is he doing right now? I don't have it. But I thought this was probably one of the more odd uh, explanations of a situation that I think I've ever heard from anyone in my life. Punching my son in my chest, that would probably refer to me teaching my son how to box, because uh, we do got um, boxing gloves at, um, at our house, and our son, like, he's like Iron Man, so he loves Iron Man, Aquaman, he's like, Daddy, come on, come on, come on, all the time, so that's, that's what it is, man, and you know, sometimes things get thrown out of context, you know, when feelings get involved and emotions, but I ain't gonna get into all that right now. He wanted to get away from that conversation yeah. rather quickly. Don't think I blame him either with the way things are going. Now, uh, move on quickly from there. Buy or sell, Arnie. And I think we talked about this a little bit last week. Le'Veon Bell, who uh, has been pretty open about his his holdout last year. I don't regret anything that I, I've done. You know, when I sat out that you know last year, that was really for one to make a point and try to get what I, what I was valued at, and for two to rest my joints and play football longer. You know, I play a, I play a rough position. I'm sure everybody who plays football like yourself know that. And um, I didn't want to have to have another 400 touches on my body without being compensated for it. Yes, uh, I know that as a former football player. But do you think now, buy or sell, this is going to start a trend for guys like Zeke and guys like Melvin Gore, and that maybe they're not afraid to sit out a year and miss a season? No, I don't think it's going to be a trend. Uh, matter of fact, everybody who you know documented that still realizes Le'Veon Bell made a mistake. So uh, it's not like we're glorifying him going, oh, what a great move. It wasn't like it's... Kawhi Leonard, who missed 20-plus games, ended up winning an NBA championship. So, no, I don't think it's a good thing for Melvin Gordon. I don't think it's a good thing for Ezekiel Elliott. I don't really think it's going to be a trend at all. So I'm, I'm selling on that. I, I think Le'Veon Bell got the most of the situation. I'm dying to see what kind of numbers he's going to put up this year. But I don't think it's something that's going to catch on. A uh, little under-the-radar story this week. Mike Tomlin signed a contract extension for the next couple of seasons. But it's not as if it sparked a lot of confidence or enthusiasm amongst the Steeler fandom. Right. Arnie, buy or sell, 
Mike Tomlin will finish the deal. He'll finish his contract in 2021, but he won't coach for the Steelers beyond the 2021 season. I'm buying that. I think the uh, luster has worn off. Um, There's always been some controversy there. Uh, Fans have pretty much had enough. They say he's good enough to go ahead and maybe win a division or get you in the playoffs. Not good enough after that, though. You know, he does have a Super Bowl, but it was a long time coming there. How long has it been? Uh, I think this is going to be his last go-around after that. They'll probably make a change if they don't go ahead and make go far in the playoffs. Uh, and then a couple more quick ones here. Buy or sell, 9 a.m. starts for the Pac-12 are ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but they're probably going to have to do it. As I mentioned, they'll go with the Arizona schools um, when they're at 10 o'clock start while everything else is still at 9 o'clock. Uh, I don't think it's a, a good idea, kind of dangerous playing that early in the morning, but... I mean, what the heck out football? To me, uh, you know, I love it. I'm, I'm on the East Coast, so it's not too early for me. I'm going to eat that stuff up. And finally, Arnie, buy or sell, Trevor Bauer doesn't deserve any more punishment from Major League Baseball. Team will take care of it all as well. All is well. He just took the ball and threw it over the center field wall. Um, it was fun to watch, and now we can make fun of him and, and, and you know, do that. Uh, don't make a bigger thing than it is and, and ask for, like, a couple of game suspension. Just move on. Nothing to see here. Move on. He was just frustrated. So uh, I, I don't think there will be any other uh, penalties right now. That was uh, That was not a good fifth inning. But, again, as I think you brought up earlier, None of it was his fault. I mean, you had a dude that lost a fly ball in a sun. He did have uh, a uh, – he missed the ball coming off yeah. the mound. I saw that. That was pretty that was fantastic funny. as yeah, well, too. Great. But, yeah, tough one for Trevor Bauer tonight. All right. You all came for the picks. We'll Football pay off picks, finally. Next with Arnie and Plank right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Arnie and Plank on Fox Sports Radio. Final segment before – Big Ben Maller takes over. The crew. The disheveled one. He's not disheveled. Oh, yeah, uh, he is. Also, thanks to Bobo. Great job tonight. Good job, Brian, Ooh. filling in, man. We really appreciate you finding time for us on a Sunday. And Steve DeSager on updates Ooh. all night long. A reminder, if you miss any part of the program, you can download our podcast at foxsportsradio.com. All right, let's not waste any time, Arnie. We got football. We got football this week. We have an actual game on Thursday night. So take it away. It's what you all came uh, came here for this evening. It's Arnie's Picks. Yeah, forget about the two hours and 50 minutes we did before. Then this is what you're really here for. The preseason is the free season. Matter of fact, Plank, let's keep track on how well I do this year uh, in the preseason. Because every year I'm at like, what, 70, 80, 90%. You know, I I just crush it. Um, okay. One, one game. It's the Hall of Fame game. I'm wondering how many people are degenerate enough to bet the Hall of Fame game. Atlanta opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Denver. Denver has a lot of spots that's going to be up for competition. They're going to use these games is to try to figure out who has the upper hand, who should be first team, second team. They're actually going to use this as a practice and as a tool to make their team better and figure out who is in the depth chart there and what order they go to. I'm not so sure Atlanta's taking this seriously. Give me some Denver Broncos minus the two and a half. Atlanta opened up as two and a half point favorite. It is a five point switch. The Broncos are now the two and a half point favorite. So give me Denver minus the two and a half. 
And you always, always, always take the under in the Hall of Fame game. So give me the under 34. We opened up at 35, down to 34 now. So I'll take Denver minus 2.5, under 34. There you have my picks. Two of them is your please. But remember, they're strictly for entertainment purposes only. Oh, so the clap, under. Clap, 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 clap. Denver minus 2. Write it half. down. I want I want full credit this year of how well I do on my picks. Hey, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I think this year. Even though I love the preseason being the free season, yes. and I love football, I think based on some of the buzz that's out there, I think we're going to hate the preseason more than we ever have before. Because I don't think, Why? and obviously nobody plays in that first game anyway. Right. I think they're going to stop playing any, anyone. I think hardly any of the regular starters are going to play. Um, Anthony Lynn talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember who he was on with. I think he was on with Doug Gottlieb. And had laid out how some of the numbers that they had looked at from what the Rams did and from what... Uh, they saw last year from teams that just didn't play their starters at all how successful they were during the season. And I think it's a copycat league. I think we're going to see scrub you all preseason, more so during the preseason than we ever have before. Well, that's we, why you, the preseason's the free season, my friend. You get a better uh, better feel on what these teams are going to do. Arnie and Plank are brought to you in part by Discover. Go further than ever with the Discover IT Miles card. They automatically match the miles you earn at the end of your first year. So your 35,000 miles could become 70,000. <laughs> Discover and miles. Limitations apply. Discover match for new card members only. Learn more at discover.com slash travel. All right, it's been a fun night. Good stuff on Twitter throughout the evening. I think there was a couple that I wanted to get to before we got out of here. Right. But, but, I, but I did want to add... One more thought, one more thought, just looking back on the AFC South. It's probably a league with, without, a, without a coach truly on the hot seat, right? I mean, the coach Jacksonville's not going anywhere because he's Tom Coughlin's hand-selected dude, uh, essentially now. I don't think they're going to move on from O'Brien at Texas. Vrabel's only in his second season. Right. Frank Wright killed it. I mean, are we looking at a division that doesn't have a coach on the hot seat in it, or no? No, but you can't. You can't have uh, that many, uh, you know, coaches, uh, you know, losing their jobs after every year. You know, the last couple yeah. of years have been a little high. So, um, yeah, I think it's a little bit more stability in the AFC South. Oh, Bill O'Brien. I'm not saying he's going to get fired, but I think he probably has the most pressure um, out of all the coaches out there, along with Jacksonville. So I, I would say that. I will say this, though. I will say this. I uh, honestly had you change my mind a little bit on Ooh. Bill O'Brien tonight. No, you really did. Because as you brought it up, it's it's fantastic what he's done. He's entering his sixth season. He's been in the playoffs three times. He's won the a- or he's won the AFC South three times. But he's only won one playoff game, and it was against a team with a backup quarterback. And honestly, maybe – you know how you have that one friend – that everyone thinks is uh, is ugly, so you hang out with him so you can look better. Maybe he's just looking better because it's a bunch of ugly people that he's around and former Bill Belichick disciples. Don't Very know. strong possibility. You don't know. There was a lot of ugliness coming from that Bill Belichick uh, tree. No doubt about that. Oh, man. Well, enjoy what should be a fun week of Red Sox fans freaking out up in, uh, up oh, in yeah. your neck of the woods. Don't make and a enjoy- big move. They'll do something. And enjoy an actual night off on yeah. Saturday. Yeah. But don't sleep on us. Arnie and I will be back next Sunday night. Don't forget, listen to past shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. For Bobo and Ryan and Steve DeSager, he's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Blake. Stick around. The great Big Ben Maller is next on Fox Sports Radio.
Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Billy Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 